This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey. Hey, Meg, do the intro for us. You might as well. Let's, I mean, you're the, you're the well, co-host. Well, welcome to the XNC show starring Colt Eastwood and, of course, his co-host, The Mag. We are all here. We are here live. We are here. It's Monday night. It's time to party. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is 5 p.m. on... Uh, what are you, Central? West Coast, West Coast. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, West Coast. It's 5 p.m. West Coast. We are live. We are ready here. We are ready to party. We got lots of things to talk about. We're going to have a good time tonight. Chat, I want to. I want you guys to keep the insults coming to me because they were hilarious last week. I loved it. You guys are amazing. You guys are hilarious. Let's have a great time. Let's have a good time. Colt, take it away, buddy. It's your show. Well, wow, nice job, bro. I didn't even tell him back backstage. I didn't say, hey, Mag, you're doing the intro. I just sprung it on in the moment, and that's oh, I- yeah, that's how good he can be, right? I just looked at my second screen and all of a sudden you're like, I thought you were like, like it was like you were waking me up. You're like, Mike, do the intro. I'm like, what? What's happening? What? What? We, we really appreciate you. Um, we were kind of getting stuff. To, we, you know, Meg and I don't get a chance to talk during the week when we're so busy, but we were talking before the show, and I had to kind of change stuff around on monitors so everything can work properly. So I'll be looking over here to make sure that I keep the show going. But you know, shout out to over 400, almost 500 who are here listening to Meg and I say hello. Um, I have a lot to say about what I've been playing, but Meg, what have you been doing this week when you're not working? Ooh. What have you been playing? Ooh, I just put in, and this will be my final run uh, of the game. I put in my fourth run of Resident Evil 4 Remake, and I can't do any more. I can't do any more, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I did four runs. I think that was enough. But the thing is, to get the fu- to get that 100% completion, this is where this is where Capcom decided to just like, you know, just kick me in the stomach while I was already down. They're like, okay, now if you want this achievement, you have to go and you have to do a hardcore run without using New Game Plus. And I'm like, come on! I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to go back in there and then I have to do the whole thing. And then and they're like, well, it gets better because you um, it, you know, you unlock these bonus weapons. Like it's called the Chicago Sweeper. It's like a like a Tommy gun and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And I have the, nice. the Magnum and all that. But no upgrades, nothing carries over, just the weapon. So you get the weapon at its base grade with barely any ammunition. So you won't be able to get do anything with that gun properly until about halfway to three quarters through the game. And I'm like, what is the point? But I'm like, all right, I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment. Let me try it. I tried it about eight to ten times, and I just couldn't do it. I just, and, oh, and the other thing is you have to finish it within five and a half hours without any of your upgrades from other playthroughs so i said that's it i'm done um i said but you know what i put in like 70 hours into the game in total i had a blast it was it's so far ironically it's my game of the year even though it's a remake but it is hands down my game of the year so far 
Um, I also put in two hours into, um, what's it called, uh, Jedi Survivor. Love it. Great great little game. I will get into that shortly. And then back on the PlayStation side of things, I just started Burning Shores. So I'm going to get through that. Um, that looks like just a single island uh, DLC. But mm-hmm. I'm a completionist. So you know I'm going to get every single trophy there. So I'm not walking away. Like some people are like, it's bogus, man. It took four hours. I'm like, dude, I don't play. I don't rip through something in four hours and then just, you know, take a bite and throw it over my shoulder like Friar Tuck. Like, I How mean, much I, was I, it? Because I think I got four hours into the DLC for Forza Horizon 5. So that was, like was 20, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, or it was about okay, Canadian. So it was 20 bucks American, I think. Uh, it was uh, 25 or 26 Canadian. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that that, that that's kind of sound. But like, I still think I'm gonna get about 10, 15 hours out of that. But they, that's great. And then uh, and then after that, back on the Xbox side of things, I will be going back to um, which I purchased Dying Light Two, uh, which was on sale. Oh, everybody, the, the old um, classic. The old classic. <laughs> Listen, it was 50% off or 60% off, and they had that new update because, you know, they have bad blood with the guys who made Dead Island 2, right? Because let's not forget, Techland made Dead Island 1, and these guys took over that, and they went off in their own direction. So they decided to be, you know, on the day that they released Dead Island 2, that's when Dying Light 2 went on sale, and then they put the huge uh, next-gen update, plus they had that that guts engine we talked about a few weeks yeah, on the show, the, the right? Gore, so, the gore war, but I mean, it wasn't just yeah, that. Yeah, the gore war, yeah. Um, yeah, when Techland, Techland made Dead Island, and then when they went to make Dying Light, they gave their baby Dead Island to somebody else, which was Dan Busters. Yes. They did a great job. Uh, yes. you, you're saying, you know, your game of the year so far is Resident Evil. So far, so far, my, yes. my game of the year so far is probably Redfall. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Holt, would you stop it? <laughs> no, I've I've bought. Uh, believe it or not, I have all probably 50 hours into it. Uh, being 45 50. of those hours on PC, and then they wow. put out a patch today, like a two gig patch, and the game hitches constantly. The performance is abysmal on everyone's PC. Uh, of course, it's you know it's low grade on console, and I don't want to talk about that too much. But we'll get some insight today about how Xbox feels about arcane and redfall and we'll also uh we're going to mock talk with uh, not mock but we're going to faux talk to phil spencer today we're going to break down some of the things he said in that interview and we're going to talk about some of the things that uh i've been talking to a lot of people about things we're going to see in the showcase we're going to get into that so i also want to give a shout out to the channel members and patreons and and all those people i'll look over here where i have it on the monitor but we've got mark carwell ky bob assassin lupa jazz newbox ricky Fallon, manic master jason lawan moby lord stin eater william riggs matt Byrne, william lanza yudana kizada nano paul i miss suicide king red wolf robert jackson lord starts here dante moody betamax dark cmf gaz wreak havoc xander white devaro two game v simco assassin poochie dub larry thatcher hargeet chani tk chillin raiden blade acute perspective true 77 risk for the biscuit these guys are all scrolling across the bottom Micah Ford, Red Source, Dave UK, Quinn's Harmony, A Two Deer, Pesky Krogan, Pen Pineapple Pen, Trail Roberts, Neil B, who just joined as a channel member. Thank you, Neil, for rejoining again to hang out with us. Boba Fett, MacBound, Meat Puppet, Kung Fu Hot Dog, Xbox International, Alan Deltry, Alan Deltry, Jedi, Jay Goalie, Gamer by Choice, Ripping One, the further I go, the harder it is to read. Havoc and Zimic and Highlander 001. Thank you guys so much for being here. We've got, um, I don't know, we've got a few hundred people. We got six hundred people here. Mag, thank you so much for telling us all about the stuff you've been playing. I'm glad you've been playing a bunch. Um, I, I've just got a lot to talk about, and Mag and I are like ready to just like get on the mic and just just chat it up. But um, let me just say, because last week 
you, you guys gave me the mic on my own show <laughs> for like 25 <laughs> minutes while I gave like a um, impromptu review of Redfall with only maybe 10 or 12 hours in. And uh, I've been playing it a lot. And I know people have found a lot of enjoyment in it. And it is number 12th most played on Xbox, even though it is uh, number 12th worst ever reviewed game on Steam. And um, Hargit Chani said something brilliant last week, Meg. He said, when when Xbox saw this game in the state it was, they should have uh, pulled a 180 and charged $40 for this game. And and he, he said, like, maybe put it into preview program. But I think it would have... Yeah. It would have been really helpful to lower the price because it's not a $70 experience. But I just want to say, as we close the book on the Redfall thing, that I know out there you guys are having fun. I've had a ton of fun. Um, but the game, you know, it's just flawed and unfinished and un- undercooked. But you are having fun, and I knew you would. And some of you are, I can't stand it and then uninstall it. And I knew you'd do that too. And I understand both sides. Is that that? that I just realized I don't have my studio lights on because I got the sun beaming in here. But Meg, is that fair to say? Do you have any closing statements about Redfall before we all delete it? No, I'm still going to finish it. But I, yeah, I'm I'm done talking. It's kind of like I put Redfall and the ABK. By the way, everybody in the chat, I see what you guys are saying. I will get to all your questions as as as, as fast as I can because I got eight million people all asking me these different questions and stuff. So I'm trying to get to all you guys when Cold is talking. But anyhow. Um, I think that I know, I know. I think it's a competition between ABK and Redfall of the two uh, subjects I'm most tired of talking about. Uh, and I gotta say, let me close the book on Redfall by saying that yes, I think they could have charged a lot less for it, and they should have released it as a ga- as a um, as a as a beta like program, and just build it like Sea of Thieves if they had any intention of doing it, or even Grounded, uh, like had any intentions of doing something like that, and then just work it from there. If it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, let it quietly go off into the sunset. And hey, yeah. it, you know, things work. Sometimes things don't. What was that game that they uh, released last year with the, with the little hoverboards? I think it was two years ago, a couple years ago. The one with the hoverboards. They tried it out. It was a little passion project. Like a couple people made it. I think it was... I can't remember oh, what oh studio yeah, Bleeding was. Edge. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. Ninja yeah, Theory. Yeah. yeah. Ninja Theory. Yeah. Okay, so... It was, it was an experiment. They should have done it like that. But they painted themselves in a corner for two reasons. You know, Cole, by the way, every time those balloons move, I think there's like an axe murderer behind you because I'm, I'm trying to look at you, but I see something moving out of the corner of my eye. I almost want to yell like, Cole, look out! You know, like, <laughs> In the like, background, they're going... Yeah, it's like something's coming at you. Yeah. Anyways, the problem is they did that one of those... Yeah one last thing kind of things and then they showed Redfall and then they kind of painted themselves in a corner but you know what in retrospect people can forget that stuff and just be like listen this is what it is this is what it is you you know a $40 game 35 even a $29.99 a game whatever or you could play it in Game Pass and it's just like a beta and it's something you could try out and if it starts gaining like you know gaining a little bit of popularity then you can then you can say okay guys you know what put a small dedicated team on doing some post launch content Mm -hmm. and then take it from there very much like Grounded um, even well, I, I can't say Sea of Thieves because Sea of Thieves was pretty much the team. I mean, they really went to town with Sea of Thieves, right? Yeah. So you know, it's like Fortnite. Fortnite started off as as a passion project. It was nothing when it came out, and then look it what sucked. it turned into, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and it's tough. I mean, yeah. you know, and so look at what look at it now. So that that's what they could have done. And like I said, um, we can now move on from that. You know, I feel like we had like a therapy session. It's I over. Know. We'll, we, we'll we actually have to. Just... 
We'll actually have to bring it up briefly when we get to Phil's discussions because there's a little bit that I want to say. Oh, I'm sure. I'm very sure. briefly yeah, yeah. as we get into the rest of the things, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Frank Kent. I know that it's not turning into Fortnite. He's saying it's not turning into Fortnite, Mike. I'm like, I know that. I was using that as an example of the template of you what they could funny? have done with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, start it from there and see where it goes. That's actually kind of a uh, it's kind of a uh, not a very bright thing to say that it's not turning into Fortnite because who would have ever thought that this game where you play with four friends and you build up little wooden staircases and and fences and try to hold off the undead or whatever they were and save the world for Fortnite that game was going nowhere <laughs> and yeah, I mean yeah, I they're not going to build a battle royale to save Redfall what they're just going to do is end up finishing it so Frank's right there but never, never say, never say never. I mean, you never know. I mean, I always oh, say, look at way, Naughty Dog. They were, they were making Crash Bandicoot and they decided, you know what? We want to, we want to do something big. We want to do something like that, that hasn't been done. We want to make a big cinematic Indiana Jones game and look what happened. So never say making, never. Never say never. Naughty Dog were making crappy PC games in their garage. No joke. In their garage of one of their houses. Mm-hmm. And they were crappy PC games even before Crash Bandicoot, and now look at them, right? One of the one of the most premier, uh, you know, what, however you feel about them or their stories, they are one of the premier studios in the world, right? So, anyways, yeah. uh, I just wanted to say something else from the chat. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, I'm not going to say from the super chats, but from everybody else in the chat, uh, can we all wish Colt a happy birthday today? It's a four, you know, he's he's turned 147 years old. He's almost as old as Bilbo Baggins. It's uh, my 111th so birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And now, thank he's you, He's going to put the ring on, and he's going to disappear. That's it. And then I have to do the show by myself, myself and Gandalf. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Uh, or as the rest of the world knows, Cerebral Paul, he is, the, he is the Gandalf of this community. Anyhow, listen, happy birthday from all of us. We wish you nothing but happiness and health and good, and good luck going forward. And we'll see where this world takes us. So, yes, everybody wish Colt a happy birthday, and let's carry yeah. on with the show. Thank you. Yeah, health now that we got past the past couple weeks. I want to welcome to the early access, like I said, Neil B. We also got um, Darth Vinyl 93. I've got this like blown up on a small, I've got a th- little 30 inch monitor over here. And Brandon Martin is also uh, joined the channel today. And then Gaming Forte stops by. Thank you so much for the five. He goes, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to punch Hargeet in a moment. I love the guy. He, uh, I love Gaming it. Forte says, Happy birthday, Colt. I knew I liked you for a reason. Shout out to all of us Tauruses during this mighty fine month. Hey. My birthday is May 20th, so I better put that down Ooh. on my on my May phone 20th, in the calendar. Every, everybody go to Gaming Forte's channel on May 20th. We got to go say happy birthday to him as well, all right? A send, fine, him a picture, upstanding- send him a picture wow. of your foot. He likes feet pics because that's uh, what we send each other all the time. Shout out to oh. Hardy Johnny with the $47 super chat in, in golden rod yellow. Uh, he says, happy birthday, Cole Eastwood. Hargy is uh, he's too smart for his own good. He's such a good guy. And then uh, from Septic Sauce, Gaz, the, uh, the, the sauce man himself, he sends a 10-pound super. He's, thank you, Gaz. And he says, happy birthday, Cole. Mag <laughs> has hemorrhoids. Hashtag delay Redfall. He doesn't. <laughs> Mag does not have him. Redfall, first of all, Gaz, you're late to the party, as always. Redfall already came out. And second of all, Mag does not get hemorrhoids. Okay? So let's let's carry on with the show, scumbag. <laughs> Anyways, drop another $10 just for the insult. <laughs> it, it's just a lip fungus. He's, he's working on it. Yeah, uh, Neil B. I want it in Neil- euros. In, in euros yeah we make sure the exchange rate works for you uh, neil b says happy birthday colt thank you for all you do you're the best and uh it's cool to talk to neil b when i can um 
we jump on party chat once in a while. It's been a while. And uh, one more here from uh, <laughs> Estevan Zabarni says, happy birthday, Colt, with a five euros. And let's talk about, thank you so much for that. Um, let's talk about Jedi Survivor um, really quick. It's a game. I, you, you were saying you hadn't quite got into it yet. Um, I have not started it. It's installed. I have not even launched it. I've been talking to Fawns and Gaz a little bit and uh, Zocker and some of the people that we podcast with about the performance. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty rough on PC. It's still forced ray tracing with bad performance. Uh, what's your plan, Mag, for Jedi Survivor since you haven't uh, like gotten all the way in yet? No, no, no. I, I just wanted a taste of it because I knew that it was going to come up in conversation whether I was on Boom's show. Shout out to Boom. I'm sure he's out there listening while he's cleaning his uh, place. He, he, he likes to do that. That's his, uh, that's his thing. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> you better scrub every tile, Boom, because I'll be the watching. Boom, the Boom's like one of those NPCs, you know, they pre- like in Mass Effect, they're pretending to clean the counter. Like, Commander yeah, Shepard, <laughs> uh, I think I saw him over by the Vicarian bar. He wasn't wearing any <laughs> pants. But, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I knew that it was going to come up a conversation, whether it was on Boom Show, whether was, uh, I was on Crossfire with Mooch on uh, Thursday, and then, of course, on this show. So I'm like, let me get a couple hours in so I get a good taste of the game, right? You know, like some reviewers do. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they released their final scores and they put in like an hour and a half. Yeah, good enough. Seven. Anyways, uh, here's the thing. Um, I enjoyed what I played so far. I did hear, though, I was talking to Mike Mullis about uh, No, sorry, I wasn't talking to him. He was talking on his show, and I was listening. And he was saying, uh, uh, shout out to Mike, of course. And uh, he was saying that on uh, when uh, the first couple of hours was actually okay. It was after that that you start, he started running into problems. When oh, things okay. started to pick up, and, and you got more NPCs on the screen, bigger set pieces, things like that, he said that's when the performance started to crash a little bit because the beginning, the Coruscant missions I played, are basically just, you're get, it's almost like a tutorial, right? It's almost like a playable tutorial where you're getting a feel for the game. Um, you know, they, they, they introduced a couple of new, mecha- uh, new mechanics like uh, wall running with uh, a grapple hook now. So they got a grapple hook thing. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, it's wild. The grapple hook is fantastic. So you like I almost you know, know nothing like about the game. I've been like, yeah. Oh no 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 I'm, no I'm, no spoilers. <laughs> That's fine. I am one of the, I'm one of those guys. I never give away spoilers because anybody spoils anything for me, I lose my mind. But anyways, no no. There's a new so mechanic. Who dies? Uh, the wall. Yeah, <laughs> no clue. If I see a Jedi survivor like picture on uh, Twitter, I literally scroll right past it because I don't want to see. Right, I don't want to be spoiled by the story. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so they did introduce the new mechanic of like the wall running with like the the grapple hook thingy and all that kind of stuff. So it adds a new, you know, it adds like verticality to the game, right? So that you could get up to higher areas and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. Played a couple hours, but it was just like a stormtrooper here, a couple stormtroopers there, you know, a couple of bad guys here, a couple of bad guys there, but it wasn't like anything major. Right, but I did so hear smoothish, that per- smoothish performance. Smooth, then smooth performance in the opening, like I said, basically because you're playing like a two-hour tutorial, sort of, so to speak, right? But okay. I did hear, like I said, when it gets to those bigger set pieces and the bigger enemies and the bigger whatever, more more people on screen, whatever, it starts to buckle a little bit under the pressure. Now that being the case, I will hold off because I, you know how you know uh, we talked about it before. I basically model my gaming the same way that Randa uh, Thor does, is that we, I play one game at a time. Okay. And I like to do it not because I'm old and don't remember the buttons. I'm sure the chat's going to say something. Yeah, I see you guys. Okay. Uh, anyways, so they're going to be like, oh, he's too old. He won't, he won't remember the button scheme. 
Sometimes I do forget a button, yes, of course. But what I do is I like to be enveloped in the experience that I'm playing, right? So I want to play the one game, and then when I go to bed, I'm like, wow, that was really cool. I can't wait to see what's coming up tomorrow or whatever. Or I'm at work, and I'm like, can't wait to get home and you know settle down, and I get to finish that story because I really want to see where that side quest was going or whatever, right? I don't want to be like... You know what I mean? Like all these different storylines happening at once. So I focus on one at a time. So right now I got Burning Shores. After I'm done Burning Shores, I'm going to go to um, I'm going to go to Jedi Survivor. So by then, I would imagine this is going to be a couple of weeks because uh, I'll probably be uh, fiddling around with um, uh, Sackboy. That's another one I wanted to play too. That game's um, great. Yeah, I know you played it a couple of years, yeah, last year or whatever. And I, I, I mean, I still play it once in a while. I think we loaded it back up like a month ago. You were talking a million yeah. miles an hour today, bro. <laughs> I know, but I, my son wants to play it. Uh, he wants to play Sackboy. Yeah, it's Boy good. He's, like, he's like, Daddy, can you play Sackboy? I'm like, all right, let's do that. So by the time I get back to Jedi Survivor, it should hopefully be patched again because, listen, it's Respawn. These guys are premier. You know, you've got Zampella knows what the hell he's doing, and you know that he's going to patch this thing. That guy is a perfectionist. Like, look at the games that he has released have been stellar, right? And so you know yeah. he's not going to settle for second best, especially now that he's going to be, what, head of Battlefield, I believe. He's going to be head of operations for the new Battlefield game. So, you know, he's got, he's got, you know, he's got pedigree, and he's got a reputation uphold. So he's going to be working feverishly on this, right? Well, maybe not him yeah. personally, but at least his team. So I, I would imagine by the time I get to back to it, probably by the end of May, I think it should all be patched and should be just fine, and then everybody yeah. will forget about it. It'll be just like Cyberpunk, Witcher 3. You remember Witcher 3? Everybody said Witcher 3 was one of the games of the last <laughs> generation. When that thing launched, it was a disaster. Like, yeah. like horses Mag, flying Mag. in the air. <laughs> Mag, take, Sorry. Take, take a breath. Take a breath. I did. I did. In between my in between my rambling. But like, uh, I love it. Witcher, well, you know, Mag Witcher I... 3, you had like horses flying across the sky. You know, yeah. Geralt, uh, Geralt, like, I, you, you, you walk know. somewhere, I, he falls through the screen. Like, come on. I didn't, I don't remember that much being wrong with Witcher, but I, I was watching some digital foundry. I was watching their weekly podcast uh, replay, and they were talking about the state of AAA gaming and basically saying that just about every game is coming out with problems. And I've been telling people that pretty much every game has been coming out with problems, save. Uh, the occasional Nintendo title when they do put out something. And then PlayStation stuff has been pretty solid. So there seems to be a worldwide problem with quality control for launch of games where they're like, we're so close and we'll fix it immediately after launch. I don't want to give the whole thing where people say, oh, we'll just fix it after launch and it'll be months later. I mean, sometimes it's in a couple weeks. But they were talking about that today. Um, I don't know. It's just it pours into some of the stuff we'll talk about today and there are, there are no excuses. Also Ravenlock and which is by Coco Cucumber that made river bond and echo generation. They have this, uh, kind of high yes. quality Minecraft look. I loaded it up today. It starts out super slow about put me to sleep. And then you get in this Alice in Wonderland area and it's really, really beautiful. Um, not a lot of people talking about that, but it's a small game. Also, the last case of Benedict Fox is like your noir air, uh, like noir Ori in the Will of the Wisp type game, Ori in the Blind Forest. And both of these games, Mag, have scored in the high 60s, I think, maybe low 70s. Not, really? not very I... well scored, if I remember right. And I know that somebody in the chat will probably correct me, and I, I'm having a hard time pulling up extra tabs, but yeah, I really don't want to do I... that. I but. know that Fox scored lower, uh, but I thought that Ravenlock scored higher than that. I thought it was in the 70s. I mean, I could be wrong. I'll check it out. I mean, you know what, chat? You guys are much quicker than Hargeet, us. Because we're Hargeet might we're know. 
But my complaint with, and yeah. I've, like, I loved, uh, I enjoyed Topic Heart. I loved The Ascent. I don't know why. It just, like, really resonated with me. And there's these, all I these little, that game. it was cool, right? And there's these small, yeah, kind of neat or cool or surprisingly great third-party games that Xbox is putting out. But it seems to me that they sort of have this smaller budget for going and grabbing games like that. Like Phil, we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit about Phil, how he says we want to round out these different variety games. And so they, it's kind of like they have this uh, section off thing, like go get games in this price point, go get games in this price point, and then let's build in this big price point. So um, we'll, we'll talk about that, but let me know. Let's see. Did anybody write in the chat what they, hey, uh, I found Chris, out. Christian um, Martin says Ravenlock deserves a higher score. Uh, uh, what, what is it? 60. 69 i just checked okay 69 is like someone's like yeah it's good you should play it and it's not te- terrible and echo generation is really cool and this one has real com- time combat so what was uh, the what was the correlation with the uh, with the ascent is it was it the same developers of, or is it just somebody not, oh, no, not, no, a, not a ravenlock I, or are you just bringing it up i'm just bringing up like these uh double a double a third party timed exclusives or full right. exclusives so um yeah yeah, yeah the, Ascent was cool. uh, sorry, uh, the, the Ascent was awesome. The only thing that upset me with Ascent is that I got 980 out of 1,000 achievement points, and the final achievement worth 20, which was a side quest, was bugged, and I couldn't. And the, and the NPC was, was it one right where there. you had to go into the morgue and do something and you couldn't interact with it? I, 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 mine it was, was bugged. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It was one side quest. Yep. And it was an NPC standing there, and I had to go up there. You could see the icon, and when you got to them, you couldn't press. There was no icon to press the button, to like the like the A button, yeah. and I couldn't get. So I even messaged the team, and the funny thing is, the team responded, and they're like, "Yeah, we're working on it." And then I, and then, you know, what ended up happening? I forgot all about it. So <laughs> I might actually, yeah. you know, what I might do? I might actually re-download it just to get that one stupid achievement because it's gonna bother me that I got nine eighty out of a thousand because I'm one of those I'm one of those guys okay I'm one of those you know I'm a completionist you are you and, are I'm not I'm OC yeah hey Detective Seeds uh, thank you so much for the twenty dollars super he says happy birthday make sure to find a doctor with small fingers man just ask ask Mag um, no what? I had I had Mag do my my checkup when I turned forty five so I appreciate that. <laughs> Mag's like your court low. Uh, shout out to uh, Callum Hunter. Thank you so much for the five euro. Says, did you really know that Redfall was running at sixty FPS when you put it in the title? Yeah, it was running at sixty FPS. It was running on a. Um, I would assume now, from what I've been hearing, a pretty decent PC. We had two tables of uh, about ten or fifteen PCs per side. Thirty-two uh, inch four K monitors. We were running at. Um, I think they had it set. Uh, the guy next to me, who's a pretty big YouTuber, uh, JV uh, on YouTube, he he went into the settings and tried to change the resolution down because his was having some performance issues, and he said it was set to 1080p, or he set it to 1080p. So I don't know. Uh, the question that Callum is saying, did you really know it was running at 60? Yeah, absolutely was. And guess what, Callum? Uh, Redfall was running at 60 on Xbox Series X and Series S in internal previews and reviews for... Bethesda and Xbox teams. And then sometime this uh, early spring, they didn't like the performance measures of the game in 60, and they decided to boost the resolution and drop it to 30 so they wouldn't hear people complaining about it dropping massive frame rates. So on PC, I've got a... I will not bore you, I promise. I've got a Ryzen 7 and a 3080. Um, 
which is a pretty good PC. And I'm, I've been playing the game for 40 to 50 hours at 1080p with medium and high settings. And I will drop 30 to 60 frames at a time because they're, PC is so ridiculous sometimes. That game does not allow me to just lock it, set a target to 60 and hold it with V-Sync. So on my TV, it's trying to go up to 120 and it's dropping 50 to 60 frames sometimes. So the performance is all over the board. Um, it's in even worse state than it was when I played it. The, the small, nice vertical slice uh, in March, which was also an early build. So yeah, real right. big mess. Not cool. Uh, not fun for them. Not fun for me as a content creator to deal with that. But I appreciate the, uh, you know, looking for the honesty in that. Callum, I appreciate it. Uh, Deadly Headley, great name with the uh, two pound, two euro, yeah, two pound. I, I'm sorry. I said five uh, euros, five uh, pound. I'm sorry. Looking over here. Uh, Deadly Headley. Thank you so much for the super says. What's up, Meg? Happy birthday, Colt. Long live at X and C. <laughs> we got a long live. You know what's Meg? funny? I, you know what's crazy is that there was there was a there's a very famous DJ in Toronto called Deadly Headley, and I was just like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, I haven't heard the name in 20 years because that guy was big in the 90s. And uh, by the way, <laughs> some people in the chat are saying Happy Birthday, Mag. Now it's changed. So you know, so you know, Colt, I want those balloons. And I need you to digitally super them, impose them onto my side of the screen now. Yeah. So I need the balloons over here because now apparently it's my birthday. So, and uh, <laughs> and shout out to all those completionists in the chat. I see you guys. So uh, yeah, yeah the, the, a lot of people, a lot of people are into it, man. And you know what? Squeeze every dollar out of the game, man. I'm telling you, you like instead of just ripping through a game in eight hours and then just throwing it away, squeeze everything out of it. Trust me, you will get you'll get so much more enjoyment out of it. And not only that, you're also going to get more of the game that the, that the developers put into it, right? Cuz they put in side mm -hmm. quests, little mis you get like little mystery stories and all kinds of cool stuff you probably wouldn't see if you just ripped through the story, right? So Oh, I anyways, I got to say I got to say with Redfall, there were a lot of moments where I'm on the phone with a buddy or in party chat playing the game and then some nights I would sit down and I would take these wireless earbuds and I pop them in and play the game just by myself. And it, it is a different experience. Um, well, Remy and Jacob are really great. And like Jacob has the sniper and the way he talks to himself. Cause he's like a, he's like a like a gritty, uh, army vet. And he kind of sounds like he's like at a Texas draw and the way you kind of sneak up and, and you, I put the game on midnight difficulty because the enemies will die in, you know, in a couple bullets instead of one. And, it's just got some cool stuff. Like, gosh dang it. Um, we'll get into Redfall in a moment, but but not not like we did last week. Uh, no, got... no, no, no. That's, that's done. We got it out of our system. Oh, my God. Yeah. People are saying happy birthday to Gaz now. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this Gaz... chat is out of control. Yeah, I mean, Gaz was control. told happy birthday every freaking week for like oh, I know, a, I know, a whole yeah. year. Let's see. We got X Expos 30 with the $5 super. Thank you, Expos. He says, Phil Spencer is king, and he wants the world and everyone in it. Zocker is a fraudulent toddler. He is a toddler. Yeah, we it's love <laughs> all All true stories. Every every part of that. I, I hope Zocker's listening to it this right now. I mean, Zocker and I have both been playing Redfall, and we... We do be able to have fun with that segment of it, so that's fun. Assassin, who's been a channel member for almost two years, says, Happy birthday, Colt, for your birthday day wish. Which game from Xbox First Party lineup would you like Phil to confirm will be at the showcase? We're actually going to talk about what he has kind of almost nearly confirmed and uh, by putting in some evidence and other things in there, but we'll get to that. Callum Hunter has another one with a two-pound euro. It says, thanks for the answer and happy birthday. Appreciate it. Um, it's almost over. I mean, I got like five more hours until the birthday's over or whatever. Uh, we got 
Gillies Shannon, Shannon with a 12 euro super chat. Thank you. He says, happy birthday from Algeria. Your hey. last. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing. Uh, there's so many people from around the, the world that check yep. us out, Meg. We appreciate I it. it. I love it. I love all of them except for special Nick. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> except, for, except for special day. I haven't talked to yeah. him in a minute, man. Uh, he, he's, anyway, he he's says, in the chat right now. Oh, he is? On. Okay. Uh, hey, what's going on, Nick? Uh, I can't see the chat right now. But anyway, he says, happy birthday from Algeria. Your last video was what every Xbox owner should be, honest, and that's how Xbox will improve. Now, I got to say, Meg, the things that I said in my video was like, you need to show games running on Series X. You need to be more aggressive. You need to set expectations. You need to... Uh, I mean, I made this comment that they need to drop the ABK thing and, and use that money on money adding. Um, you need to put out bigger games. You need to push for different genres and, and, and all this stuff. And We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. People don't get it because I say those things in almost every video, but it's always a passing statement. It's always a one-time statement because the video is not about what Xbox needs to improve. It's about what we're looking forward to. Um, this is my first time sitting down and just... I turned on the camera and I just recorded. I recorded about 30 minutes, cut it down to 15, left out a whole segment where I was talking about the, the studios and where they are now and where they're going to be. And I cut that out of this, out of there. And then, um, I sent that to the Xbox leadership and, um, let's just pretend they watched it and they'll just go with that. Okay. We'll just go with that. So uh, let's get into some good news because I know you and I have talked about this almost every week, but Jess Corden is fairly confident uh, uh, in some brewing news uh, that it could be possible. I'll use these yeah. words to protect Jess Corden because he's amazing. That it could be quite possible, Mag, that Dead yeah. Rising 5 or a full Dead Rising reboot is in the works and yes. soon to be leaked or announced. Yes, I am very excited about it. Listen, I'm a zombie guy. I'm, I'm not that I'm a zombie myself. I'm a zombie lover. When it comes to games, movies, TV shows, give me whatever, I'll take it all. Zombie stuff is about... And then the thing is, I have actually been reserving, as I've already told you, I've got uh, a Dead Island 2 and I've got Dying Light 2, and I'm saving them for summer because I want to have a zombie summer of just zombie-rific awesomeness like for like all of june to right right through to august and i'm just gonna play those games i was i did a show a couple weeks ago with uh with wilmy hood and uh and wilmy was telling me he's like dying light too he played through it four times now wilmy is the know-all end-all when it comes to horror right and because of that i trust the guy implicitly when he whenever he says a game is good or bad in that genre 100 i trust him so he said i played through it four times and i'm like dude if you played it through it four times, that means it's awesome. So I'm totally in. So, yes, the fact that Dead Rising... Dead Rising, let me tell you a little quick story, is that Dead Rising 1 is what sold me on an Xbox 360. I, oh. was, not an ad I was not an adopter of the original Xbox. I, I was a PlayStation uh, 2 guy at that... Well, I mean a PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, right? So I think yeah. that at, the, at that time it was PlayStation 2. So I had a PlayStation 2. I was playing it, loving it, whatever. And I knew a couple people who had an Xbox, and I'm like, all right, that's cool. And but it just didn't get my attention, not even Halo. And then I saw a commercial on TV for Dead Rising 
the first one, and it said Xbox 360. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What's an Xbox 360? And I'm like, is this like an upgrade of the Xbox? And then I found out it was a full next-gen console. And then I saw the trailer again on TV, and I'm like, that's it. I went straight to the store. I'm not kidding. I went straight to the store, and I bought an Xbox 360. You know, remember the white ones? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I bought an Xbox 360 that day with Dead Rising. Um, and that's what sold me into the Xbox ecosystem because, remember, it was an Xbox exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. No, oh, I, don't, I don't remember. I just... Because um... I remember, it, well, at least it was money-hatted by, by, or at least it, the, the, the marketing was through Xbox. Someone in the chat helped me out. Oh, Dead Planet, I see you. I see what you're saying in there. Dead Planet's been riding me because I said I canceled Game Pass last week. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> anyways, I mean... and then he said he wrote he wrote Shocker Mag was a PS guy. Uh, anyways, uh, just playing around. Anyways, and also uh, someone let me know if uh, if Dead Rising One was a uh, an Xbox exclusive because remember Dead Rising Three was an Xbox One launch title, was it, it not? It was, uh, or right. the first three months. Yeah, it was yeah, in the launch window. Yeah. In the, in the launch oh, no, window. no, maybe so, it was a maybe it was a launch because I I I bought it not long after I got the. Nah, it doesn't matter. It's my personal story. I got it back. Okay, in, I got so, mine in March instead of in November. Um, so I, I'm getting confirmation from some people in the chat saying it wasn't exclusive. So yeah, Lost so Planet. Point one. Matt McDonald Media says Lost Planet was also exclusive, and oh, that's a Capcom game as well. Gosh, that game was great. I I love that game. Yeah, they were they were great. Yeah. So anyways, Dead Rising, I'm all in. But here's the thing. So what are we thinking, I, Mag? Is it going to be a reboot, well, or you think we're getting Dead Rising 5? Because you're a fan of 3. I'm strangely a fan of 4. Uh, I play it like twice, because it's just so whimsical to me with the Christmas it was, music. And It was it was fun. It was a little bit... You could tell the budget was slashed. Uh, 108 Dragon, yes. He said it was a time exclusive. Um, yeah, so yeah. Shout uh, out to 108 Dragon. Hey, yeah. Lemon, what's up, buddy? Um, shout out to New York, too. So here's the thing, is that uh, this might be a requel. Requel, you know what? All right, Raggy, we got a requel. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, hit, hit the like button if you guys are here. We got over a thousand people. Mag and I are yes, talking about z- zombies for the first 17 and a half uh, hours, but uh, yes. yeah, thank you. Hit the like button and show your support. I mean, hit the like button if you want me to go pop those. Bl- no, I won't do that. Why did I say pop that? The balloons. Hey, do actually, it. we're going to pick a random person from the chat today, and I will hit you up somehow. We'll, we'll make that work so that uh. We're, we're going to give away a, a, a regular game today. And I hey. and normally people are like, hey, we're going to give away Redfall or something like that. But I, I would rather make it your choice when we get the winner. So we'll do that uh, in the second hour. We'll pick a winner and then we will uh, I'll contact you and then send you a key or a code for the, for the game of your choice. Um, because it's my birthday and I'm old. And I'll find all far less of you, half as much as you deserve, and I don't know the line. But anyway. Crowdfoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Riskit says, don't hit me, Colt. Riskit and I have been talking a ton. Um, Paris says, pick me. Paris owns every game. I think he has. Yeah. I think he's bought every game. He's played every game, um, except for Redfall. He, I think I don't know if he's, if he's finished it yet, but I bet you I'm further away than he is, further along than he is. Uh, Mag, I'm getting lost. Where am I? Uh, let's see. We've got... Crud, I want to get into this Phil Spencer stuff because shout out to Paris in the chat. Um, man, I watched that that interview on Thursday. I think they probably did that Wednesday or something, but he was sitting there and he, and he was like this. His face was like, because it was kind of some solemn, like real hard hitting stuff. And then he raises his hand and I was like, oh man, oh man. And uh, he brought it with the, 
everyone wants to know about this game, this game, this game. And we were all watching going, yes, 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 please. Thank you. You know, let's let's squeeze some info because they're not going to steal the thunder before the big showcase. But uh, Snowbike, Mike, Gary Witta and Paris, like, asked such great questions. And, um, oh, there's so much to talk about. I wonder if we could get into that right now because there is some news about um, some exclusives. I think I might save that. In a minute, let me move to this, and Phil's going to start talking right away. So what I did was I cropped in just Phil. So if, if anybody joins in, it's going to look like we have Phil on the show. We do not have Phil on the show, but there's a reason why I cropped into Phil because during Xcast they had him uh, on the backsplash graphic, and it's important to see his face, even though it's um, yeah, it's just, it's just important. Those balloons are going crazy. Are you ready, Mag? I'm going to. Pause this after he says some statements so you and I can break down what he's talking about because there's a lot of misinformation from the media or a lot of fans who are misinterpreting what he is saying for marketing and messaging. Let's get into it. Here's Phil's first statement. But when I look at the review scores of this game, it's did we did we have enough of creative differentiation in our core idea? Um, and did we realize that creative ambition? I'm a huge supporter of Arcane Austin. Their track record is awesome. I love a lot of the great games that they've built. This is one where the team didn't hit their own internal goals when it launched. I think it's maybe a little simplistic to just say, hey, if you would have just delayed it three months, the core creative of the game would have delivered on something that was different than what it was. Um, So I look at them at different camps. If there's a production timeline issue, we've been open to delaying. If we just have more bugs than we should have at the end of a game, we're we're open to delaying. Um, At some point, we have to have a creative vision and put the game out, and reviewers and players will tell us what they think. Okay, there, I'll pause it right there. So um, I'm just going to say, as far as I have understood the way that Xbox has changed their messaging this generation mag that um, they are very open to delays, like Phil said. And it really seems to me like they originally delayed the game, uh, let's say April of 2022, a year ago. And they, and they, Arcane said, Hey, we need, you know, three months, six months. And Phil and the team said, yeah, yeah, go do that. Because we just, we were reeling from Halo Infinite. Please go do that. And they needed longer and they took nearly a full year because the game should have came out in May or September of last year. So they asked for basically a whole year. And I think Xbox really wanted them to take the time they need. And Arcane felt or Bethesda felt as a collective that they were ready to launch as is and uh, deal with it. But Xbox might have asked them for more time and uh, they didn't take that. What, What are your thoughts on that, Mag? You know, the thing is, is that they, they, they were they were put in a tough spot. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like formulate uh, formulate this properly that I could say without, you know what I mean, being um, abrasive in any way. What what I'm trying to say is that they've already delayed it one year at that point, right? Remember, it was supposed yeah. to be last year. It was supposed to come out. So then they delayed it another year. Fine, uh, but. You put in a tough spot, and I mean, it's easy for us to say as consumers to be like, "Yeah, why don't you just do this, that, and the other thing?" I mean, it's just not fix it. That, that, yeah, just fix it. It's not that simple. I like, I understand. Trust me. Like I said, I, I'm in the upper, I'm in the upper workings of a large uh, North American corporation. I know how it goes. When something needs to be changed, it takes forever. <laughs> Sometimes it takes months. One email or one idea saying, "Guys, we're doing this." 
that could take six months to come to fruition, right? So mm-hmm. I understand how I understand how it works. Anyway, the point is, is that there has to be a, a little bit of wiggle room with the third party, uh, and and get, well in this in this particular case, Game Pass, right? So what, what the thing is, maybe you have to have more third party. Um, cooperation with some of these developers that you have a steady flow of third-party games going into Game Pass, even if that requires bigger games that are not marketed by Sony or, you know, obviously timed ex- exclusivity with Sony, something like that, right? Even if they're, I don't know, double-A games, games that, like a Gotham Knights. Like a Gotham Knights should have been a Game mm-hmm. Pass game. Some, they should have made a, a deal with WB somewhere in there. For they should have, yeah. Game. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, the reason why I bring that up is that if you have those options available, Right, and uh, this, like I said, this is in a perfect world. This is not a solution. This is just an idea that, in, in a perfect world, they'd be able to fill in all those blanks. That what you could do is just actually not give a release date for Redfall, and keep the crowds entertained with constant flow of, of uh, like a bigger buzzword games. Right. Unfortunately, the like game looked like- done. Everyone was really happy with, or most people were happy with the previews, and a lot of the you, you marketing materials were. Most most people, I mean, there were the people like that game looks mid. There were there were plenty of people like that, but majority of the people were like, "I can't wait to play this." And previews sound nice. Pre- previews are positive. Um, I think even Phil said yeah. it, Colt, where he said he wasn't even he didn't even think that the the reaction was going to be the way it was. Right, and let's also yeah, not forget yeah. a lot of those reactions out there are not genuine. There are a lot that are genuine, and then there are a lot that are just disingenuous because there's a lot of people out there just looking for the sensationalism in order to sell more clicks, so to speak, for their yeah. you know for their for their website, for their YouTube channel, for Twitter, for whatever. Right, so there's a lot of that too. So like I like I didn't smack talk the game at all. You know why? Because I didn't play it. That would be completely right. disingenuous of me to, to to talk smack about it. Because I did not even turn the game on. And I said I will revisit it once it's at 60 frames or whatever. And I said, that's it. But I left the game alone. My, my issues were with the, the quality control of what goes out. And then the thing is, but like I said, how do you know? Sometimes you got to say, how do you know what's, what's good and what's not good? Yeah. However, I saw a lot of those videos... And there was a lot of stuff in there, you know, like the Michael Jackson moonwalks down the stairs and like all these weird things and the NPCs not reacting. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you played for a while or a QA tester, you had to have seen some of that stuff. Like, there's no way you couldn't see that. So anyways, yeah. the point is, is if you do have something that needs or requires a major delay, that's where you need that wiggle rim of third party stuff. That's why I say, once again, model something somewhat after what Sony does, even if you're not going to go down the Sony model. However, the way that they do things, look what they have. If you think about this this year, 2023, look at their you know their console sales and everything else. Everything is on the up and up, right? But very few is coming out of the first party. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. They're money hatting the hell out of games. You had Forspoken at the beginning of the year. Regardless of its critical reception, they still had what was considered a AAA title coming out in January. They got Final Fantasy 16 coming up. Neither one of those games were made by Sony Interactive. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I mean, oh, what we what do we have? We have uh, we you know they have. We as consumers have gotten uh, burning shores from them, right? And maybe there's something else I might have forgotten in there. But the well, thing I mean, is, that's that. They, they we'll, we'll fill get into in those that. Blanks. Yeah, but we'll get into that as turn? well. Yep. Be- because it goes to where I was saying they go. They have this uh, this pipeline of smaller budgeted games when PlayStation goes for a lot of big ones, and they also have the small ones. So. Um, I think this next segment, Phil's going to talk about what to expect at the showcase, if I have this written correctly. 
We kind of left goes. them to go work on the game. They're oh, a very still talented team. Arcane. I love that team, and I still do. And I will totally bet on them to do another great game. Uh, but when I, like Matt Booty and Jamie Leaders, Ren and Zenimax, and I sit down, I think we can engage earlier uh, with our different studios. We did a better job with Starfield. Again, nobody should believe it until they're playing the game. But that game was earlier on in production, um, and it was easier for us to kind of swarm a bunch of people to go and kind of help with some of the technology on our platform and in, in ensure that we're going to ship a, a quality experience there. And we should have been there for Harvey and the team earlier. I, I think that's on, on us. And then through the process, you know, it's an Unreal game. We have a bunch of studios that have done some really great work on Unreal over the years. And I think we were too late to, to help in that when they had certain issues that they were working through, which any team will, it's nothing to do with the specific engine. Um, but we have a lot of experience and we we needed to get on that earlier with the team to help us build a 60 fps plan but obviously that was a plan that had to be in place last fall um, in order for us to really be in a position to, to have it at launch and i i take that as learning as painful as it is but as you said you know it's it, it's part of getting to success it, are those learnings in that diagnosis there's a bunch of other stuff i could go into but <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic about showcase. I'm I okay. I'll pause it there. So I, I got to say something. We'll take it away from Redfall because what Phil's saying is really about how they are going to be handling their own studios and how they are transforming themselves to become way more involved in Bethesda and ZeniMax. Now, Bethesda and ZeniMax have been an entity for some 20 to 25 years, and they've never had to report to a larger set of managers or quality control people within their outside of their publishing. So what Phil is saying here is that they should have intervened with the performance issues that they dealt with last year, and they should have done something in the fall. But instead, uh, as difficult as it is for me to say, um, I'll just, I'll, I'll give you a personal experience real quick at my regular job. I don't do YouTube for a living. Uh, you know, Six in the morning till 4.30 in the afternoon, I work at my regular job. And I've done this job for 18 years. And the people that I work with, they fully know what to expect from me. They know that when they want something, they know it'll look a certain way. It'll look great. And it'll have all the information that they were hoping for. And then we just make corrections. So I look at that in the same way as Arcane. Arcane has never missed. Everything they put out has been stellar. It's been highly rated. May not have sold really high, but their stuff has done really, really well. And if Arcane tells Phil and the team, hey, we got this. We want six months, nine months extra. We got it. If um, that Phil has to say, well, now, you know, hindsight being 2020, they have to say, hey, can we do, you know, two month, three month check-ins. We'll send our people over, send the technology and the hardware people over. We'll send our high leaders in with quality control to, to take a step back and say, Hey, are you, are you doing everything the game should do? I don't want to focus this on Redfall, <clears throat> but Arcane Lyon in France who did Deathloop is expanding their studio. Uh, Arcane Austin in Texas is going to continue doing what they do. And, um, I'm sure they're working on single player only games. I doubt you will see a multiplayer or a multiplayer co-op or multiplayer-based game from Arcane and Bethesda outside of Zenimax uh, Online. Uh, they're probably, I would think they're getting out of this. But um, Meg, what do you think? Because as I led that conversation about Zenimax, they've, all, they've taken care of themselves. And they didn't go and ask because they didn't feel like they needed to. But how does Phil and the team intervene and become more hands-on 
with the Bethesda? Oh, it's a to me personally, it's a must. Um, I was listening. I'm not going to take him out of context of what he was saying when I was listening to the Xbox Two podcast on the weekend or yesterday. Actually, I was listening to it, mm-hmm. and uh, Jez was Jez was talking about it. And uh, apparently, his name is Jez Gordon. By the way, is <laughs> all these other people are going Jez Gordon reported? Yeah, and I'm like, it's Gordon. But anyway, Gordon um, with a yeah, yeah, with a C. With a Q, U, and a K. With a uh, anyway, ch- yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jez is going to be listening to the show on the replay. Anyways, here's the thing. He did. He was talking about how you know this was a Bethesda, just like you were saying. It was a Bethesda project, right? And they had their own internal uh, management. They have their own internal release teams and everything else that do that, all that kind of work, right? And so that people were saying, and he was right, right in saying that it, like, you know some people were asking for Matt Booty's head, and I was like, Matt Booty's got nothing to do with that. He's running the Xbox Game Studio. Thank you. He's not running yes. Bethesda. That's a whole different department. So taking Matt Booty out of that equation, then, because that's not his job, you do have to have somebody in place that represents Xbox itself because the name on the product is Xbox. The avenue that you're going to be utilizing this is on Game Pass, which is no longer called Xbox Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's just called Game Pass because now it's on PC and like Xbox, right? And on phones yeah. and on tablets and whatever yeah. else. But it's still... It's still synonymous with the Xbox name. Therefore, the buck has to stop at someone representing Xbox because it is their name so that if a product comes out that is not up to par, that's, that's not great or whatever, it's not, it's not just going to sully, you know, uh, in this particular case, Arcane Studios. It's going to sully the Xbox brand because you're representing the brand. I mean, I did, it, it up all, did it this past well, week? It, this past week? Absolutely yeah. it did. Yeah, yep. And the thing is, when you got big time guys like your skill ups with a million plus subs, your angry Joes with three million subs, and they're saying things like Xbox is trash, that has a lasting effect on the community, right? Yeah. Maybe not the hardcore community, maybe not the hold the line guys. I see you in the chat, by the way, right? Maybe not the hold the line guys. But it does have a lasting effect on the millions of other people that tune into those shows, the casuals, the whatever, right? And that's unfortunate. I brought up the situation a bunch of times last week where I said, you know, when I used to work in restaurants way back when, when I cooked a $50 steak as an executive chef, they didn't care about the executive chef if I messed it up. It was the restaurant owner's butt who was on the line. His $3 million restaurant was on the line his reputation the fact that if i messed up that steak for example that table of four is not coming back to that restaurant he just lost that he just lost those customers right so the thing is at the end of the day i'm still a representative of that larger entity at least at that time same thing here same thing with bethesda same thing with a uh, you know maybe at some point abk or whoever else they absorb into their into their um into their ecosystem it's all part of that, and, and it's all part of that that they uh, that someone has to be there to stop it. It may not be Phil. Phil doesn't have time to do all that stuff. He's not a QA tester, for God's sake. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? However, it's got to be someone that has to represent the brand that can do that Nintendo seal of approval, gold stamp on each box before it goes out saying, I approve this. You remember what happened with God of War? The first God of War, not the first God of War, the rebooted God of War. What's his name there from Sony came in and said, this game is trash. It's a Corey Barlog. Did you watch that documentary? Yeah. And he's like, start that. He goes, start it over. He goes, this is garbage. I'm not releasing this. And he said, because it was the Sony name at stake, right? And so he says, no, we're not releasing this. He goes, you start that game over and come to me. That's what I want from Xbox. That's what I want from the Xbox team. I want them to say, 
I don't want Xbox to say we want people to we want the games to delay until they're ready. That's not enough. That's not good enough. The games have to be they have to be incredible. We're going to get into that as well. Phil's going to talk or about you showcase. Got, you got the money. You got the R and D. You have the the tools you have at the your people. disposal. You have yeah. the people, and, and like you can't say it's not. You didn't have the budget. I mean, I'm sure there's always a budget. I mean, you know, just because you're worth two trillion dollars doesn't mean there's not a budget. Obviously, uh, there's always a budget, but your budget's a hell of a lot more than it was before. So you know what I'm saying? Anyways, it doesn't on. cost that much more. I'm sure it's worth it to have a game come out and sell a lot better because it's a good quality product. Here's what Phil has to say about Showcase. Um, I, I'm very enthusiastic about Showcase. I'm I, I we're gonna announce some things that people haven't seen. Some new games. We're gonna give updates to some of the things that were on your list. Um, the other thing that gets me really excited is when I hold on. I just got to give a disclaimer again. Mag and I don't have Phil on the show. I know it looks like it, but I wanted to be able to talk in real time and pause like this in the moment as he says very key things because Phil's talking right off the cuff. He doesn't have his PR and marketing manager over his shoulder, like tugging on his ear and telling him what not to say. Phil is the king. He his talking points are his own, and he knows his company in the Microsoft Xbox gaming business sector. So when he says things, I know what he's saying. Mag knows what he's saying. So let's 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 get back. Let me scrub back just a second. Here he goes. To some of the things that were on your list. Um, the other thing that gets me really excited is when I look forward over the next quarters, which has always been my focus of how do we get a big game out every quarter at quality, um, that things are lining up finally after some of the slowdown through COVID. I'm tired of talking about that. Um, but I can now see that we've got games coming every quarter that I think will surprise and delight um, our customers. We still have to deliver on the creative. We still have to deliver on the technical not every game we ship is for everybody. We know that. Like, I don't want to build, I'm not trying to build the, the the one game to rule them all. We will have different creative takes and different, and we have a very diverse portfolio when you think about the stuff that Microsoft Game Studios builds. Uh, but I like that. I think for what we're trying to do is Xbox, hold which on, isn't. Hold on. This, this, this is the one statement I didn't like from Phil, and I got to speak on it. He says, we're not trying to build the one game to rule them all. Um, you should absolutely be hoping that several of, or a handful of your games are the one game to rule them all. Something so, so that Lord, Lord of the Rings confirmed, Lord of the Rings confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first. One game to rule them all. I mean, you, okay. So compulsion yeah. games is probably not making the one game to rule them all. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe Hellblade Sinuous Saga is not for every, everyone in the one, like it just has mass appeal. Now, when From Software put out Elden Ring, they are feeling like that's the one game to rule them all. It, it meets the open world fans, the combat, the Souls fans, the exploration, the puzzle fans. Like it meets all those things. Phil should absolutely be asking one or a few of their studios, you need to be making the one game that just dominates that year. And uh, thankfully, as negative as I sound, as I did, Starfield is going to be one of those games that will be massive. Now, he, he says in, in this interview a couple times, like, I don't want you to get hyped until you get hands on because like they, they don't have the right at this point to say you can be so excited. Just wait till you see because they've been saying just wait for so long. But Meg, um, I don't 
know if you like are keyed in on all the studios or what's being worked on, but is there something out in the pipeline that Xbox is now because that could be that one game that just kind of like everyone's talking about it that part of the year? Not the best game ever, you know what I mean? But like when everybody no. gets there, like, oh my gosh, this is just so great. It's gonna have to be a game that not only plays well, looks looks incredible. It's gonna be it's gonna have to be something that strikes an emotional chord with the gamer. It's yeah. gonna have to be something seriously story driven because if you look at if you look at generally speaking, generally speaking, outside of Elden Ring, I don't think the story of Elden Ring was very good at all. I don't even know what the hell the story was. <laughs> and it's like you know they're like the third yeah, yeah it wasn't you won't remember you won't remember it but. Yeah, like, like it the strikes everywhere else. Yeah, you know, like the, the I remember the pot. Story. I kicked the pot. I remember that. I, I no, don't remember any of the plot. You know, like no, no. no there was the pot. The pot. The, the jar guy. The clay jar. I kicked. Oh him. yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. The jar. Yeah, guy. kick yeah, him out of the ground. Him. But right. anyway. So anyway, the thing is, it's going to have to be something that's going to be, like I said, gorgeous to look at, an absolute showstopper. It's going to have to perform incredibly well. It's going to have to play well. It's and then it's going to have to strike an emotional chord with people. Very right? well said. And that's okay. and that's why the thing I, I think that like games like Forza Horizon, which even though they're ranked in the ninety ninety ones, will never be that game because you can't strike an emotional connection with a car unless you're like some psychopath. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you know, that like falls I, in love I can with strike car or sort of an emotional connection with some cars, but yeah, I get hey, you, man, bro. I, I, I've, I I've get been you. in every I've been in every car in the almost every car and strike all three of those things in one shot. Hellblade? Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're reconnecting really quick. I'll t it only usually takes a second if it's. I think we're back. Okay, so re rewind two seconds. What were you saying? Hellblade <laughs> and Fable are the ones that tick all the boxes that I had said. That okay. You're gonna have okay. gorgeous graphics, well played. Well, I mean, assuming well played. I mean, we, we haven't seen anything or whatever. And, and, and then on top of it, an engaging story that that strikes an emotional chord or an emotional attachment with the player. If you look at most of those Sony games that everybody loves and holds dear, like your Last of Us and all that kind of stuff, and your God of Wars, what do they all have in common? Literally those things that I said. And the one thing is also is a story that people can engage with, almost like in a Hollywood fashion, right? Miss Pac-Man does not really strike that much of an emotional connection with people because you're just eating pellets running from ghosts, right? So the thing is, but if you have something that sticks with you, that's, those are the talking points that people bring with them. Like Halo, you look at like even the Halo games, they have great stories. Halo 2 and Halo 3 were incredible stories for Xbox. Gears 1 mm -hmm. and Gears 2 were epic i think gears 2 was the best of the series my personal feeling right but gears 1 and 2 my god did those stories ever grab right and i think that we've uh, not we but i think that there's a lot of that has been lost along the way that we haven't had much of that rise son of rome a 60 something metacritic game but what an incredible story of love and loss and family and this and that on top of a bloody gory and excellent and gorgeous game that game was amazing but yeah. it had all those elements that can connect the player to that. So anyways, long story longer is that I would think that the, the games that I would pick that, would, that could be those game of the year winners, not contenders, winners would be like a fable and would be a Senua Saga. And, okay. but, they gotta stick, but once again, on the technical side of things, they have to stick the landing. Yeah, you I can. You know, there's no wiggle room with Xbox. Xbox does not allow, is not allowed to have wiggle room. Don't you know that? Right? I mean, they do. That, they really do have to earn the trust. And shout out to uh, thirteen hundred people who are watching Ecstasy Live. It's it's my birthday, and and Mag is um 
Meg is spitting facts left and right. I put up a poll in the chat. We're connecting. Hang on. All right, we're back. Uh, Indiana Jones from from Machine Games could be the one game to rule them all. You know, not all these games are are from uh, Xbox original first party suite. So there's a lot of stuff that is exclusive. I hope I hope Indiana Jones is exclusive. That'd be helpful. But you know what? That's 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 a big thing. Like like Indiana Jones could be incredible. It could be the 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 Crystal Skull movie we never got. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, a lot of people look at the the fourth movie as the weakest one. What if this story is amazing? Like, you remember that one on PC, guys? Help me out in the chat. What was it? The the, the fate of Atlantis, and there was uh, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. What fantastic! I played them both on PC. Oh, they're in good the 90s. stories, huh? What hey. a fantastic story! I love those games. Give me one of those. Real quick, give me your vote, Mag, from that poll. Which one do you think is the one to rule them all? I think you might have already I said. said. The big, I said the biggest one I think is going to be Fable. I think Fable is okay. going to be the biggest one of the lot. Um, a lot of people were picking Avowed, but I've seen nothing of I mean, I've seen nothing of Fable. But, I mean, you know, if you look at the pedigree of that studio, I mean, Obsidian is an incredible studio, too. But, I mean, if I were to pick out of the two, I think that Playground Games, I think I, they're the bigger dog. Because you remember what they said? They said they want to be the next rock star. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna take their time. Like, I think I think we're gonna see Avowed uh, next month, and I think it's coming out very yeah. soon, uh, maybe by the so. end of the year. Hopefully, um, I, if I not. don't think I think it'll be twenty early twenty twenty four. Yeah, we'll see. Well, let me go. I'm anyway. gonna scrub back here when he when he, hopefully at the part where he says one game to rule them all builds. Uh, <laughs> but I like that. I think for what we're trying to do is Xbox, one which isn't to mimic any of the other platforms <laughs> out there, create our own brand and identity. Don't talk over Phil. Um, the diversity <laughs> of what we build uh, hopefully will end up being being a strength. But we have to do it at quality. We have to do it at time on time. And we have to show people what they're actually going to see. We have yes. to show gameplay. And I think I'm kind of beyond that. Like, we've got to put great games in the hands of our players. There's there's nothing else. Okay. Now he's going to move on to the next segment. 60 frames, we're... 30 frames. Should okay. Xbox on, players expect it. a... Here's, here's the great Snowbike Mike who asked the question everybody wanted. And he's saying 60 frames, 30 frames. Here he is. Uh, let me come back just a little bit. Because I talked over him. Here he goes. 60 frames, 30 frames. Should Xbox players expect a clear message this summer with Starfield with 30 and 60 frames? That's a big lesson learned, as you brought up. Should we expect that answer as clear as day? Yeah. Okay. Should we expect that answer as clear as day? Yeah. Okay. Play the games you want with the people so you want. So I, I did that twice because we're going to talk about his reaction for just a second. Um, I was... 70% in the camp that Starfield will have a performance mode. All the tech, all the hardware, all of the logic and reason points to why in the world would it be a 30. But then the Murphy's Law of where Xbox has been and how next generation performance has been so abysmal and, and developers choosing like forced ray tracing on Jedi Survivor. Um, I am starting to push people more to the uh, expect it to be 30 and be surprised and excited if it's 60. So Look at his reaction, Mag, and I want to hear what you have to say because I play it twice. Do we expect that answer as clear as day? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Play the games you want with the people you want anywhere you want. I don't know if you're like, Mag, you've been around a while like me, but are you kind of a a, a keen eye of body language or or how people answer questions? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what did you notice about the way Phil said, yeah? It was, to me, it was, first of all, it was, pretty straightforward like he said yes yes you're getting an answer however okay. he didn't tell you what answer you're going to get <laughs> a lot of people ran with this in the wrong direction i'm like guys forest forest the end zone's that way you remember forest gump when he's running the wrong way 
That's mm-hmm. everybody was taking the ball and running to the wrong end zone. I'm like, guys, that's not what he said. He just said you're getting an answer because <laughs> they said, are we going to get an answer on the 30 or 60 frames per second for Starfield? And he said, yes. So he answered very confidently. Um, as for his body language, he, it, it was kind of hard. Like with it, He was kind of shifting around a lot with, during the thing because I think he was feeling fairly uncomfortable. It's a fairly uncomfortable situation to be in. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, like, he was uncomfortable with all it, but, I mean, he was confident in the way he answered that question. Like, he said, you're going to get your answer. He literally said yes the way he didn't. He didn't pussyfoot around. He just said it as is and just said, yep, you're getting your answer. And he left it alone. But I think he'll leave that up to Todd Howard uh, when they when they do their little thing. Uh, what is it, a week after or is it the day after? I can't remember. It's directly after. It's like oh, moments it's after. Oh, the same day. Yeah. I, oh. I think, yeah, I think you, they end the showcase and then it – Drives right into the uh, Bethesda build oh, direct for Starfield. Like, I thought it was another day. Well, if you didn't okay. cancel your flight, no. Um, I want to read some yeah, supers right. well, here before we move like forward. Said, uh, I'm in the Dominican. I'll watch it on the beach. I, I want to get back to the. Let me get to these supers real quick. And I want to get sure. back to about how and why he answered. Uh, just a second here. Um, we got Dead Planet who says, uh, thank you for the two. He says, what would be a good shadow drop? Gears collection? Uh, so... Xbox Air has been digging into that with, you know, special Nick and his team have been digging into the Gears collection for almost two years, I think. And they're starting to come some rumors that that may be a real thing. Maybe that's something we see. Uh, I don't think we're going to see any shadow drops. Uh, the way that Xbox PR and the people that represent the PR team have talked on social media, they've, they've kept saying, like, not every game is set for shadow drops. Like, that's a very specific target uh, for marketing that worked for hi-fi rush and maybe it doesn't work for hardly any games. So, um, but a gears collection, I would rather see shadow drop than gears collection 2024. I'm like, I've played them all. I own them all. And, and if you're on Xbox series X, you have almost the best suite of all the gears games at their best. But when they come to PC, that's where it changes. PC gamers don't have access to half the library of, of Gears games. And um, and if they really make them look nice, they build them on Unreal Engine 5, it would be worth playing through them. Yudana Kizada with a $2 Super Jet says, Mag, I got one foot in the grave, but as a zombie lover. Jeez. <laughs> My He's God. doing well, though. <laughs> I, I, I think he was talking about me, and I'm like, no, I don't got one foot in the grave, buddy. Ma- yeah, Mag, Mag got one foot in the grave. No, uh, hell no, I don't. No, 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 no. no he's I, very healthy. As a, as, a, as a zombie lover, yes. As a zombie lover, I'm all in, baby. I'm in the crypt. I'm living in there. I'm there I, with my. I'm there with my homies. It kind of bugs me. Like one of my good friends, Fawn's like, I'm just not a zombie fan. I'm like, oh, but it's so uh, yeah. fun. You only get to shoot uh, three different enemies. You know, an army enemy. A zombie enemy, and then one from a certain army. Enough said. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Cord Wainer in the chat. Mag has one hand in the gravy. Uh, <laughs> every week, that guy. Every single week, that guy's got something smart to say. Just, just dipping your hand in the gravy. Dub, who's been chatting for twenty-two months, says, "Would love Xbox to grab more third-party exclusives, games like Dead Rising." Yes, grab that Dead Rising game if it's coming. Jet Set Radio, which needs to make a return, and pa- Panzer Dragon are what brought me to the platform. And he's talking way back in the day, way back in the day. Thank you so much, Dub. Uh, Juggernaut with the $5 super. Thank you, Juggernaut. He says, should Microsoft have bought EA, Madden Battlefield, Star Wars? No. I mean, they've got EA Play, and uh, 
you have they're already access. in bed with them. They don't need to. They don't need to buy them. They're already in bed with them. They 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 their their business. However, they're operating their business seems to be working for both parties, and they're both happy about it. So, I think they're all right. And, I like and that the thing answer. Is with EA, EA is also. It would be the same as ABK. They would have to stay set. They would have to stay third party anyway because you're not going to cut out FIFA from the PlayStation fans in Europe because Europe is dominated by PlayStation, right? And what do they play over there? They don't play Madden. I mean, they, they, some of them do, and they're not playing uh, MLB the Show. They're playing FIFA over there because soccer, eh, yep. football for all you in Europe. Yeah, you're right. It would game, be right? it would be multi platform. Even if anybody yeah, would let yeah. them buy EA, probably at this point they wouldn't even be able to get that. Um, Rick Maya with the $5 super. Thank you, Rick. He says, happy birthday, Colt. Best production value all around. Keep up the good work. Uh, I posted an image on Twitter for a cast of my favorite Xbox YouTubers. Enjoy. Uh, I'll have to check that out. And I'm sure I watch all those people on his on his graphic. Um, someone sent me a DM, Mag, a couple days ago and said, hey, Colt, you were, you were cameoed in a viral video on TikTok. And it was a girl with 450,000 followers on TikTok um, had my mug, my Cole Eastwood mug on the table. And then in another video, she was wearing the Cole Eastwood be nice black hoodie and was like oh. dancing and wiggling around. And, uh, Uh-oh. I was like, Hey, I could be famous one day, but that was pretty cool. But yeah, shout out Rick. I'll Uh-oh. check it out. S- send me a DM Rick. If you're on Twitter said you were right. Uh, yeah. Twitter, send me a DM. I want to see it. So otherwise I'll, I'll have to try and find it. Uh, Space Dove again with a $5 super. Thank you, buddy. We're, hey, we're going to get into Phil talking about how they don't need to build games and they don't need to sell consoles <laughs> in just a moment, but we'll get into that. Space Dove again says Xbox needs a specialized quality control team going around checking projects, progress, and quality. I agree, Space. I think Meg and I both said that. Uh, I think every three months they should check in with their studios. And if that Absolutely. means that Phil and Matt Booty have to hire high-grade specialists to work directly under them. And and Matt's just like, hey, I'm going to talk to Compulsion. I need somebody to go to this part of the U.S. And I... Oh, my gosh. Stream was interrupted there for a second. I don't know why it's doing that. OBS is being weird, but we love you anyway. Shout out to everybody. Hit the like button if you're learning something today. We're all learning as we go along. Donataku says... Uh, Story doesn't matter. Gameplay is the only thing you need. Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, Mario, Sea of Thieves. Uh, these are all outperforming every Sony game. Facts. Right, right, Meg? You don't need a good story? You just need a whimsical, uh, popular game like Animal Crossing? I'm not even going to respond to that. That's the most ridiculous. But he's actually not wrong. Uh, I think Animal <laughs> Crossing sold like something like 50 or 60 million copies. I mean, it is lunacy how much, how many copies of Nintendo games sell. Uh, and, and you know what? In that respect, he's right. But what I'm talking about, like, you know, game of the year and stuff like that, I don't think you're going to have Animal Crossing going up against whatever, fill in the blank, is going to win. But, I mean, look, look at Elden Ring. Elden Ring won game of the year, and that was based on, you know, the atmosphere and, of course, the gameplay. Uh, I mean, what did Elden Ring was... sell? 20 million or 30 yeah, million? Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, one I mean, more, one me, more. Yeah, go ahead. To me, the metric, the, to me, the metrics of sales, uh, like when it comes to game of the year, when it comes to those things, like I said, a lot of people when they get an emotional attachment to something, it's pretty hard to deny it, right? And it, it gets in their head and it worms its way into your conscious. That's when those the games usually win. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect that from in a smaller scale from Starfield. Like everyone will be talking about it. Now that's barring that it doesn't completely flop, but it's just hard to see that, you know, because there were the I don't know. 
whatever. Let's let's move past that. We'll get to the other stuff. Red Bandit, thank you for the five dollars super. He says, "Do you think you'll see anything about Fable this year?" Um, yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, I'm with Mag. I think something. I think at this point, Xbox knows that if the game isn't coming out to 2025. I said it could come out in 2024 because they passed around a playable build, but that could mean one to two years. So it's probably 2025 at this point, since they showed the game almost three years ago, they have to show something and that could be an in-engine, just something very brief. They have to show proof of life. Let me get back to Phil. Phil's been waiting here patiently for Mag and I to stop talking, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, yes. Okay, I, I, I'm, I think he's still talking about Starfield. And he's going to talk about the expectations. We expect that answer as clear as day? Yeah. Okay. Play the games you want with the people you want anywhere you want. We want Xbox to be something that people who buy our console can feel like they're a member of, obviously, who are playing on PC. Or- okay, hold on. This is Phil setting up that <laughs> we don't need to sell. We don't have to sell consoles. Like, we don't have to compete against PlayStation because they're everywhere. Remember how I always say that, Mag, that the Xbox is not a requisite console, okay? Here you go. Playing on cloud, that they feel like, feel like they're full members um, of our ecosystem. We're not in the business of out-consoling Sony or out-consoling Nintendo. Um, there isn't really a great solution or win for us. And I know that will upset a ton of people, but it's just the truth of the matter is that when you're... Does that upset you, Mag? That he's not in the business to outsell PlayStation consoles? Sorry, I was on mute. I didn't realize I was on mute. Um, no, they don't have to sell. They don't have to outsell, uh, uh, excuse me, outsell Sony when it comes to consoles. They're not going to. Sony's always, go, as long as Sony's in the game, so to speak, they're going to dominate console sales. I understand what Xbox is doing. However, there is something to be said that if I spent eight hundred, well, seven hundred and forty dollars on a Series X, two of them, by the way, um, basically two grand, because in this house there were two Series X and a Series S. That's two thousand dollars here in Canada, right? I spent that amount of money. Um, I want the games that I want there to be able to perform on the systems that are touted as the most powerful console on the planet. Right, and that's where I had that's where I had my bone of contention. And someone in the chat actually mentioned it. I can't remember who said it, and it said uh, it was saying they need to show the games playing on a Series X, not on a PC, uh, for their showcases and stuff like that. All captured on the Series X. Show people what they paid for. For the people who did purchase, the 21 million people plus that purchased the Series X, uh, they you know or a Series S, you want to see what you. You know what I'm saying? You want to see what you paid for. I mm-hmm. want to see it perform on what I paid for. I didn't buy a $4,000 4090. Okay? So I, you know what I'm saying? I bought my Series X and it's supposed to be doing that. And the fact that PlayStation is performing with those specs and it's even underpowered to the Series X and is still man- they're still managing to get better performance <clears throat> out of it, which is not good. I mean, not not good if you're, uh, you know, if you're, uh, you know, just only Xbox one. That that's, that that sucks. Like some of those third party games, you know what I mean? They weren't playing well on, on Xbox. Anyways, I'm not going to get into all that. The point is, is that I want to know what I want to know that I've that, right, and that's what I'm looking at. And I see what he's saying, and that's. But at the end of the day, I mean, what what am I going to do? I have it now. You got to do something with it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, see, I understand the ecosystem is everywhere. I understand that you get it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tile on that TV over there, like Netflix and Disney Plus and everything else. And Game Pass is just gonna be a tile. You don't even have to buy a console anymore. Just buy a controller. I get it and a receiver so that you can you know. But other than that. I mean, they want you know, they want you to buy the games from them. They want you to be on Xbox Live. They want your account there. They want you sure. to buy their hardware. They want you to play on whatever you want, um, as long as you're in the ecosystem. Like otherwise, they would release all their games third party, which they're not going to do. But speaking on the, um, we want to see the games on Series X. It's because we want to know what it'll look like when we get hands on it, not what it's going to look like on a killer PC. Now. I talked to several developers, really, uh, several developers about the showcase of games on trailers for Xbox and what they do since games release on Xbox console and PC, the developers always choose to show the game at Xbox graphical settings or the expected frame rate so that they can cover everything which was advantageous for us as the fans for expectations but also advantageous for xbox and the team as far as legality and lawsuits and setting expectations now when we saw forza motorsport they had a little notation down at the bottom that said running on pc or captured on a pc at xbox series x settings now what that means is shadow quality ray tracing quality resolution performance target and other visual graphical settings that you would manage in your PC. What that does is reconnecting. Okay, so that's what Phil's talking about. He's going to talk about the expectations here. I can't remember where he goes, but he's got a minute and a half left. Let's hear what he has to say. Third place in the console market. Oops, <laughs> I turned him off. But when I look at the review let me, scores, let me go back, it's really a, a great, great solution or win for us. Else. And yeah. I know that will upset a ton of people. But it's, it's just, just the, the truth, truth of the matter, matter is that when you're third place in the console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are and have, um, in certain cases, a very, very dis discreet focus on doing deals and other things that will um, that kind of make being Xbox hard. Shade! <laughs> Meg, Meg, you paying attention, bro. Like he's like they're doing all these deals. Meaning, Phil's meaning like they money hat Kotor. They like we're going to talk a little bit later about how they're money hatting, possibly money hatting Castlevania, Silent Hill. Uh, what was the third one? Oh my gosh, it's on my list. Uh, that let me let me read it. So we're going to get to that uh, later. Uh, Castlevania, Castlevania Metal, Metal Gear, Gear and Silent Hill, right? Silent Hill. So yeah. So Phil's like it makes it really difficult because Phil has been very upfront with us and saying. They don't want to buy other people's franchise. They want to have their own. You know, they'll do timed exclusives, but for big franchises, they don't want to buy those and pay for those because they want to build their own identity. Because you want to be able to look at Xbox and see this family of games: the Halos, Forza, Gears, Fallout's, Elder Scrolls, Outer Worlds. You know, all that stuff. They want people to recognize that. And what PlayStation does is they buy a Star Wars game or they buy a uh, Silent Hill or a Metal Gear, and then that becomes, oh, that's a PlayStation game. It's like, no, it's not. You know, like Final Fantasy, that's a PlayStation game. Well, it kind of is now. So let me well, move forward. Well, they're not stupid. <laughs> I know, I, and like, I, I said in my last like video, I said in my last video, go buy Space Marine, go buy Judas, go buy 
uh, Bioshock 4 or whatever it's going to be called. Go go buy those big games and take them away from PlayStation. It's time to quit being Kumbaya. And it's time to uh, it's time to start competing because it's he's talking about the console sales too. Let me move let him let him talk. For us as a All team, right, that's on us, not on anybody else. Our vision is that everybody who's on console has to feel like they have a great experience and they're a first class citizen. They've invested a ton in our platform. But we are not in a position, and I, I see it out there, I see commentary that if you just build great games, everything would turn around. It's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way. We lost. Okay, I got to pause it. I'm also forgetting, Meg, are you hearing this like delayed after? Yes, yes, I forgot because I'm hearing it in real time. Uh, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, saying... I'm hearing it slightly delayed, yeah. I forget about that. So did you hear what he finished saying about? Uh, no, not, not the end part. But I mean, I watched the thing like several times, right? So you know, I've, <laughs> Yeah, I've, so he's, he's saying, yeah. let, let me scoot back so I can hear real quick. All of a sudden, yep. you're going to see. Oh, that, that if they all of a sudden, if they build great games, that they're going to just like surpass PlayStation in console sales. And you had gamesindustry.biz. You had PlayStation fanboys. You had a lot of media outlets or, or strong pundits that were saying that Phil's saying, we don't need to build great games. We just need to build a lot of them, or we just need to get people on Game Pass. But he's specifically talking about turning the tide on the console market, which, like you said in your words, they'll never be able to do. So, never. because never the be gap is, because if you want to, if you want to play Final Fantasy seven or sixteen, or you want to play Horizon or Spider Man two, you cannot play it on a PC, mobile, Kindle tablet uh cloud you have to buy a ps5 and buy a ps5 you they have two things going for them they're super popular well they have three things super popular quality consistent and their console is a complete requisite you cannot go anywhere until you buy that console and all those things add up to a fierce unstoppable market of console sales when even in xbox's lower points they've been able to surpass recently playstation and monthly active users uh a couple months ago for one one portion with no games with no games so let me let me play this again and uh console share shift in some dramatic way we lost the worst generation to lose in the xbox one generation where everybody built their digital library of games but this idea that if we just focused more on great games on our console, that somehow we're going to win the console race, I think doesn't really lay into the reality of most people. Like 90% of the people every year who walk into a retailer to buy a console are already a member of one of the three ecosystems. That's just not the world that we are in today. There is no world where Starfield's an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS5s. That's not going to happen. But I know some people want to hold us up of just being a better green version of what the blue guys do. Um, and I'm just going to say, like, there's not a win for Xbox in staying in the wake of somebody else. Tell, let me know when you've caught up. Okay, you're good. You're good. Hey, yes. Yeah, I'm good. Yep. Yeah, uh, very, very humbling words to hear. Um, 
in the first year or so, like Xbox's console momentum was just behind PlayStation for a little while. Um, there was a couple MPDs where they were really close, but uh, a 18 months of no games yeah. is another really big factor. So, well, that's that's what I've said, Colt. And you know what ends up happening is once again, I've said it a million times. It's the Star Wars effect. Is that you, when you have a gap that, and I'm not talking about Disney Star Wars. I'm talking about real Star Wars, George Lucas Star Wars. The gaps between those trilogies was so big that like the, the the laser focus on it was way too high, and the expectations would never be met, right? And then when you have gaps that long, that's why you need to have like I was saying before that steady flow of big time titles that, that people will stay on the ecosystem, even if it's not exclusive. Look at I'm going to bring them up again, obviously because it's a direct competition. Uh, is that Sony? Look at like for example um, Hogwarts Legacy and uh, some of these other games that have come out over the, like the third party games. They're, they're they're synonymous with PlayStation. The yeah. sales the sales were like eighty five to fifteen percent, like for PlayStation over Xbox because they made it even a third party game that was available on Xbox the same day. They still found a way to market it in a way that made it synonymous with the PlayStation brand. Which, by the way, what does that do? That is basically a rent-free way of creating an, creating an exclusive, right? And yeah. that's that's another thing. When that all comes down to, it all boils down to marketing. Their marketing sucks, and it, it, it just they just the messaging sucks, and that is a fact. Like that, that's one, the one thing I mean, they, they get, they get a Hogwarts as a almost literal exclusive for the price of marketing, which is probably 10% of what they would pay for timed exclusive. And, uh, Xbox doesn't do that. And, and it, it works though. And Look it at works. the money they're raking in. And then the thing is, what are they doing? Big buzz titles, not niche products that no one's heard of before. Everybody on earth. I don't care where you live. You could live in the top of the Himalayas in a hut you still have heard the name Harry Potter, right? You know yeah. who Spider-Man is. You know who these people are. The, uh, Wolverine, you know who these characters are. You know the names. So they they take the big, splashy names. Sometimes it doesn't work. You get a game like Avengers. And, you know, that didn't work out. But you know what? They had the right idea. But the thing is, you look at those names, people know those names. And so you're going to get, you're going to get the popular mindshare. Not us, not the hardcore you know what I mean? Not the, not the 15%, yeah. 20%. I'm talking about the 80% who don't listen to Colt Eastwood. The 80% that don't listen to Mag. Most. The 80% that don't you know that don't listen to Rand or Jez or any who don't even know who the hell we are. They don't know who Phil Spencer is from a hole in the wall. All they know is that they go out and they buy a product because they saw it on TV or on the side of a subway. Right? And so like that's that's how they do, and that's where Sony that's where they market it. When Spider-Man comes out, you best believe that every subway in New York is going to have Peter Parker oh, yeah. and Miles Morales uh, splashed all over those subways or on walls or in buildings or in Central Park or wherever the hell they're going to do it. And th that's how they do it. And so the thing is, that's what Xbox needs. They don't have to follow the exact same model. I'm just saying they have to keep the fans excited and and engaged in the ecosystem so that in between these long gaps between games... They are still entertained and engaged that you're still spending the money, you're paying the money, and you're not questioning why you're spending the money because that 
is what's been happening. And that's more dangerous than releasing a bad game is having people start to question, why am I paying for this? And that is something that you do not want a consumer doing, right? So in yeah. order to avoid all that, they need to be more attentive to, to getting some bigger, more popular pop culture kind of uh, titles into their ecosystem that gets the general public excited and interested in Xbox outside of these niche things. No, I mean, people liked Wo Long, great. I tried it. It wasn't for me, and that's fine. Sure. And for sure. the people who love it, great, love it. Who the hell outside of the gaming community? Look, I'm even doing the Italian thing now with the hand. <laughs> Who outside of the gaming community knows what the hell Wo Long is? It sounds like a dish I would order at the restaurant. Yes, can I have a Wo Long with extra broccoli and uh, no garlic, please? Extra beef? Like, come on! You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows what the hell that is. I think Wo Long beef is probably a great dish. Um, and sounds sounds delightful, actually. I'd have that with some rice noodles, please, and um, uh, some sriracha. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Starfield, Starfield is like Xbox. Well, we know about Starfield, but I have never wavered on my excitement for Xbox's games going forward. Big fan of a lot of the games that they have coming and the other stuff that hasn't been shown. And and I've dug into the the leaks and the rumors and the stuff that Grub and Jez have, have dug up for the past couple of years. Like, I have no problem being excited about that. Um, I just think Xbox... And it's not a knock. Like, they just... I, I just say... I'm, big big people saw my Hold video. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Someone brought up something about... Di- uh, a couple people brought up Diablo... Where is it? I mean, the betas are like the, the, the hardcore, the people who are in the ecosystems, whether on whatever system are yeah. playing those betas or whatever, right? Have you seen Diablo anywhere else? Have you seen it in bus shelters? Have you seen? I haven't no, seen it no. anywhere. I haven't seen commercials. It's three, what is it, three weeks away, four weeks? It's soon, very soon. Yeah. Where the hell is I the I mean, marketing? I don't need that stuff. I mean, I saw a Game Pass commercial on on TV or somewhere outside of where I normally look. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I think I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, it popped up. I've been watching Reels a lot, and, and it popped up there. I'm like, okay, that that's good. That's a start. But um, I can't remember what I was saying before you brought that up. But, I, I mean, I make, my excitement has never wavered. Xbox has really great stuff. Okay, so I was saying big people, quote, unquote, have, have watched my rant video from last week. And I kept it very <laughs> respectful because I'm super excited. And I said in that video, you have great stuff. Act like it. Quit hiding behind. We don't know where it's at. We're not quite sure when it's going to release. Stop hiding. Talk about it. And like, as much as Redfall failed, their marketing and messaging was was consistent and often. Every week, they were dropping hype trailers. And you should do that with all of your stuff. And sometimes your games aren't going to land. So let me read this from RDX Son of Fett, who sends two super chats for $13.99 Canadian. Uh, the first one says Dreamcast guy recently was e-begging and he said he needs $15,000 for his teeth. Now he's channeling his online rage against Xbox to get more money. Well, RDX Son of Fett, a lot of people, especially the ones that never liked Xbox, uh, Dreamcast guy isn't that type of guy. I've talked to him. He has his favorite Xbox games, but people have a right to be a, you know, a little bit ticked about what's going on. Nobody should be outraged about this, but um, I don't know. I, I've talked to Dreamcast guy. He, he is definitely not one of those guys that has ill intent, trust me. Um, but you know, people have their, their favorite team, and they stick to that. And it can be hard. It can be hard as a Mariners fan, you know, to to listen to like Yodani Kazada loves the Astros, and like him and I are friends, and I'm like, mm, it's just how it is. But uh, you know, 
Please treat people with decent respect. I hope we all have great intentions. Here's his next super. He says, I'm tired of people who never talk about Xbox's W's constantly bragging about Xbox's L's. Yes, it's been a crappy two weeks, RDX Sunifet. He says, I'm not saying Xbox didn't make mistakes, but I feel like ponies love to pile on Xbox and buy all rights, man. We were piling on them. I was piling on about Forspoken. I should have never done that because it's so disrespectful to the writers and the creators and they took some L's about Forspoken for about three months straight and it was not fun for them. And, and I did it with a smile and I feel like I feel bad, but is it take some, take some, lose some, win some, lose some, man. You know what? You know what? The other thing is you got to remember you brought up sports like 35 seconds ago. Okay. <laughs> what? Like, did, do you go to a ball game and then you boo the other team and the guy next to you goes, guys, show some respect for the other team, please. Nobody does that. They'll grab a beer and throw it at the guy in the outfield, right? They don't care. So, like, it's it's just part of the thing. They're people who are wild and crazy. Listen, I go watch my Toronto Blue Jays, who are going to win the World Series this year. I can't wait. Gosh, I love dang to see you. Ameri- Oh, I love seeing American faces when they, when a Canadian team when the uh, Canadian team. team gets in the playoffs. Oh, they're, they're great, good. and they're going to they're going to win. Boba this year. Shed, baby. Yeah, Boba Shed. Yeah, the book of Boba Shed. Uh, and anyway, so here's the thing. I go watch a ball game. I'm not a psychopath. I eat my I eat my hot dog. I have my nachos. I drink my 17 beers, and I watch the game. And I'm, I'm not like, an I'm alcoholic. Not... I just drink 17 beers <laughs> till the game's over. It's not a big no, no, deal. No, no. Why are we having can... an intervention? I mean, who, that's why Canadian are you all water. here? <laughs> that's Canadian water. Uh, anyways, that's uh, Wait, listen, you guys, the. Wait, you is... guys have higher alcohol percentage up there, don't you? Obviously, what do yes, we look yes. like, you guys? Anyways, oh, sorry, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're just Anyways, kidding. in all seriousness, listen, I'm watching the game. I cheer when I have to cheer. I don't cheer when they're not winning. I'm like, you know, ah, come on, guys, get your act together, whatever, right? But then there's a guy who's three rows in front of me who's lost his mind. His blood pressure's through the roof. His head's about to explode, and he looks like he's about to faint with the screaming and pounding his hands on the thing or whatever. It's and normal. That's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> thing. So you got people like us who are fans of the industry, right? If Xbox yeah. screws up, yeah, okay, you're going to hear about it. If PlayStation screws up, you're going to hear about it. If PlayStation does well, you're going to hear about it, or and, yeah. and, and, and Xbox, whatever, right? But there's always going to be that one guy taking his shirt off, spray painting the uh, you know a letter on his chest, and pounding his hands on the on the on the dugout, right? There's yeah. always going to be that yeah. guy. So that's the same thing. Well, here. I mean, the so, past couple weeks have been unfun in, in in large segments for me you know I, I was getting harassed i was being called a liar and all this stuff and it's like you know it's like i went back and watched my preview video and i made a couple of hyperboles like i said that the the characters look like a high-end cgi movie and i was like oh geez why did i say that gosh why did i say that like even even at the preview i didn't feel like that but it was one of the few videos that i record i turn on the camera and i just said everything that I had to say about the game. I won't make that mistake again. So I do apologize for anyone out there that bought a Series X or paid $70 for Redfall because my preview told him it was going to be great or that it was going to be fun. So there's that. But um, I talked to a lot of creators that were at the event or went to the event over on the other side of the States. And um, our collective thing was like, we kind of got bamboozled. We got a really nice vertical slice. And I talked about that last week on the show and the game really sucks. If you're first for yours. So unfortunately you were saying an hour ago, Meg, that maybe these reviewers don't even finish the game. I feel they like don't. 
they would never give it a five if they got past the first map because you get finishing the first map. I don't want to talk about Redfall too long, but I'm just saying you get far enough into the game, you get past some of the stuff that's kind of missing and it starts to flesh out, but a game should never take that long to pick up. So it's a solid six or seven out of 10, but um, the world thinks it's closer to a six or almost a five, unfortunately. But let me move into, we're going to give out a game code. Let me see if we've selected someone yet. Not quite yet, but we will get that selected and then I will have you email me so, you know, uh, we're going to have to do this carefully because people will say, my name's Jim, too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just kind of doing this, kind of doing this off. The, please, guys, sh- show your support for the show. Uh, hit the thumbs up. We should be at 500 by now. That really helps. We've had, you know, 1,200, 1,300 people here. We really appreciate it. Uh, Xbox has kind of been in a weird place, but we are like, this is the calm before the storm. And everything's going to, you know, we're going to have lots of stuff to talk about for the showcase so man i can smell food coming through the window gamesindustry.biz uh this is not christopher during this is one of their other writers says quote if xbox leadership doesn't think consistently delivering high quality software on the platform is a top priority okay we'll stop there at that quote phil never said high quality software on the platform uh, he's talking about on console uh, then that leadership has lost focus and needs to change either by rethinking its strategy or by making way for new leadership. And I don't want to go back to Phil's quote, but he did not say they are not worried about consistent quality. He said long ago in the interview, minutes before that they need to be at quality and they need to be consistent. And then he said specifically us making a bunch of amazing games is not going to shift the, what were the words, Mag? You've said you've listened to it enough times. Paraphrasing. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Give me, give me the, give me the first part of the sentence. I'll be able to finish it. Uh, that uh, ship, was he talking about? That like, people oh, say we make all these amazing, great games. That oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, and then he was saying that that even if Starfield hit like an eleven out of ten, it wouldn't shift. It wouldn't shift. It wouldn't. It, there wouldn't be a paradigm shift across consoles. Is that, is that what you're talking about? Because that's what well, I'm when I look at the reviews, yeah, I can actually grab it. Players are as strong yeah, that's, as that's they. A pretty much yeah, I see commentary about. that if you just build great games. Everything would turn around. It's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift there it in is. some dramatic way. We- okay, I'll just stop in there and go back to just you and I. Let me know when you've heard it. <laughs> We're on like a 10-second delay. Did you get it yet, Mag? No, go ahead. Just tell. Just say it to oh, me. He just I, says it, that it was way too, if we if we go, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. like I, Mag doesn't yeah, no, have fine. access to the show like on the moment from where I do. But it'd be great if you were here. If we were in room like those other podcasts where we're sitting. That'd be so awesome because then we, we could eat <laughs> beef jerky and stuff. But anyway, um, he says that if we ship all these great games, that we're yes. going to. Gosh dang it! I already forgot the words, but you just heard it. That was no, going to no, shift no. the console. Something, no, and that's what he yeah. said, and that's yeah, what he said, yeah. and then he said, and then that's what he brought up. Starfield was like Starfield can uh, can score an eleven out of ten, and it's not gonna there's not gonna be a paradigm shift of people selling their PS fives and moving over to Xbox. He's right, but if you do something in a if you release compelling content in a consistent manner, like every three four months, yes. people will notice. They're not gonna notice on one game. 
They're not going to notice on one game. Some will, but they're not going to notice. Starfield is not going to cure everything that's wrong with this world. It's the start in a direction. Assuming that it's, it scores well, it's the start of something. And it's a start that should have happened three bloody years ago, but it didn't. But it's fine. But it's going to start now. So that's where you have to, that's the starting point. And then from there, you consistently release compelling product, you know, compelling um, uh, software that people will come and check it out. And then they'll start saying, you know what? I'm going to get a second whatever, whether it's a Series S or whether I'm going to stream it or a laptop or whatever the hell I'm going to do. And I'm going to get into the ecosystem in that way because it's pretty hard to ignore now. Like one yeah. game you can ignore, two games you can ignore. But when you start dropping three, True. four big games in a row, then people start going, huh, they're making waves over there. Let me go check it out. If you're a primary PS5 player, you're not going to sell. Who the hell said you're going to sell your PS5? No one's going to sell their PS5. It's like my Series X is behind me. Just because I'm not playing with it right now doesn't mean I'm selling it. I'm not going to chainsaw it in half live on YouTube. I'm not going to do anything stupid like that. It's sitting there. So when, when I'm going to play it again, I'll turn it back on. Or my PlayStation 5. But if you're a primary PlayStation 5 owner, okay, you will find a way into the ecosystem, and they've given you every single avenue in order to get there as cheap as possible. You can go 500 bucks, or you could spend 80 bucks and just buy a controller and stream it from your your um, from you know from your tablet if you wanted to. Great. Yeah. However, you need to get to that point first. You can't just. People are not just going to do it just because it's available. You're going to have to release consistently good product over a, a long period of time, and I'm saying minimum a year before people really start to notice. And the reason why I got so frustrated, and I am so frustrated, and a lot of people are, is that this should have started a long time ago. And then so that because it always seems like when they start, it stops. Right, and then they gotta yeah, start yeah. from they gotta start from square one again, and then they start, and then they then they hit the you know then they step on the rake, then they gotta go back to square one, and it just goes year after year after year. So no one's saying that they haven't released great games. Twenty twenty one was the year of Xbox for me. I had Halo, Psychonauts two was my game of the year. They won yep. publisher of the year. Uh, Ascent Flat, was in the summer. I, I played like. Uh, 25, 30 hours of flight oh, sim. Dude. I didn't even think I would give a crap. Raji, uh, that, that game, Raji, loved that game too. Like, loved all these great games in 2021. Yeah. But guess what? Then they stepped on the rake again. Now it's 2023. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, look cow. at this. Up on the screen, it should be up for you to see now, but I put this the infographic that I updated last week. When Redfall and Minecraft Legends came in, which were fairly... Well, Minecraft Legends was not great reviewed, and then uh, Redfall is was uh, it's at a sixty four on on Open Critic when I made this. So, uh, I mean, I could push this up really quick and show you that PlayStation is sit excuse my production values like on the fly, but PlayStation is slightly ahead by point three percent, and uh, Xbox with those rake stepping uh, situations, they're at an eighty three point four. But I was talking a. a to people kind of high up about how Xbox is great, great high rated games. But look at these games, Meg, that d at most people aren't, I'm like stammering. How do I say this? Cause I know a lot of people say all these games down here. I like a lot of these, but you know, an RTS, a flight sim game, um, a, uh, as dust falls over here as dust falls, which is like a really cool thing, but it's not like what most people want. Minecraft Legends and RTS, it's like, well, yeah, I, um, yeah, you know, I'm, Pentiment, I'm Age of Empires, um, 
and then you had these games that belong to PlayStation first. So Xbox has been in a really precarious position and I'm, I can see the frustration. Uh, me as a content creator, has been very frustrating to say, Hey, look what's coming next year. And then it never shows up. So, um, I don't know when you look at it, you're like, Oh, I mean, 83 is great. It's the same score PlayStation has, but then you look at PlayStation's games and they're, well, half of them are remasters and remakes, the sequels, but they're really great, high clip, high quality games. So let's see, how do I, how do I get this off of here? Just like that. So yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Let me see if we got a winner yet. Not quite yet. We got uh, David Hornsby with the Australian Five says, Happy birthday, Cole. Always look forward to the weekly Xbox discussions on here. And me being a, um, a Gen Xer, when I see the name Hornsby, I want to hear the mandolin rain. And I was actually listening to that song today. It's great. But I'm sure he hears that a million times. But anyway, RDX Sunifet with another Canadian 1399. Thank you for that. He says, should Xbox start money hatting like Sony? I think I put in the poll. Did you see it? Mag, did you vote? Did you vote for the poll? Uh, I yes, said, I did. Um, I'll read it out loud for people who yes, are listening to the show on Spotify and Apple. And thank you for supporting the show. Hit the like button if you're having a good time. But thank you for being there on demand. And hopefully the show comes across uh, in the audio version since stuff isn't on screen. But if you're there, I was showing a, a graphic, which you can check out on my Twitter. I said, would you rather? And we were split down the middle. You Xbox push for ABK. What's that? I was just going to say, let them go in whatever direction they want. Just release great stuff consistently. That's it. That's all you got to do. Well, I, as, that's, as, as long as you so believe, but, and, and I believe Xbox can still do everything they want to do with ABK in the way, because um, I feel like Matt and Sarah and Phil and all of them are still doing their job, except for some of the crap they have to go deal with with ABK. But my same push for ABK, I said they should just pay the $3 billion fee and just use that money they had set aside for ABK and just go money hat the crap out of stuff. So I said, would you rather push? <laughs> would you rather push for ABK or ditch it and money hat big games? And 56% say push for ABK. Only 46% say ditch it and money hat big games. So, hey, let me ask. I'll, I'll end this poll because I think, well, it's been going on for 20 minutes. Let me keep it there for a second. Meg, what big multi-plat that's coming do you think xbox should just go buy it and and take it away from playstation be evil it's never going to be grand theft auto 6 because grand theft auto 6 is going to get marketed <laughs> by sony that 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 rumor has been growing and growing and growing and it's been it's it's in and it's actually in the big circles now so which means it's probably true so you can't you can you can take GTA six out of the equation. <sighs> Big, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe a, the new Bioshock. I don't know, but that, that see that's not big enough. That's big for me because I was a Bioshock. Uh, yeah, it's big kid. for me as well. But that's, but that's we're not the world. I mean, even though we think we're the world, but you know, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say world. because most games it's are hard. Like most games are like almost out that have been announced, and and we're yeah, we're coming to another surge of big announcements. That's um, the thing. Like we need the announcements of those other big round of games because everything that has been announced, like you said, they're coming within the next couple of years, right? And we know what they are. So, and and even third party, we know uh, what they are mostly. Maybe a Titanfall three. How about that? Okay. You okay. make you make a you make a big time Titanfall three because they keep putting it on the back burner for whatever reason. You know what? Throw throw hundred and fifty million dollars at it 
throw $200 million at it and just say, listen, here, take this and make the game for Christ's sake. Stop farting around. Make the game. And then get going and make Titanfall 3 just yeah. like Titanfall 1 was, was you an You sound like my dad. You sound like my dad when you say that. I love it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, it's funny that that's how my dad talks, too. Yeah, that's uh, how my dad talked. It was four of us boys, and uh, apparently that's all yeah. we did was fart around. Um, yeah, that's my that's what my dad says all the time. He still says it now. I'm like, Dad, I'm 48. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but anyways, here's the thing. I say, listen, Titanfall 1 was a huge success on the Xbox One. Yeah, huge success. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Get X, get Titanfall 3 on there. You got the hype behind it. You got a multiplayer game. You got Game Pass. You got a lot of engagement. You get a lot of people playing that. Come on, man. And then you somehow tie it into Apex Legends in a way that, you know how, like, you got Call of Duty and then you launch Call of Duty and it's got all the different squares? Here's Call of Duty. Here's Modern Warfare 1. Here's Modern Warfare 2. Here's Warzone. Have Titanfall 1 and 2 remastered. Then right next to it, you got the tile for Titanfall 3. Right next to it, you got the tile for Apex Legends. Make it its own ecosystem the way that Call of Duty does. That's what I would do. God, you know what, Microsoft? Hire me for crying out loud. I will test your games, give you guys ideas, and do everything, and I'll do it for a minimal price. Unlike these over. Will you also be their executive chef so you can make Dude, I will do all triple, that. Triple, the, triple the money? I, we're gonna pick an, we're gonna pick a winner here in a second. I uh, we had a little slowdown as I tried to get all of the this stuff ready so that people couldn't uh, fraudulate the uh, the fraudulation. Um, did you hear uh, before I announce that? Did you hear that Fable today? They announced like six hours ago they are hiring a producer for Fable full time. And uh, I I'm like, wait a minute. Let's be clear about what a producer is. And it says, quote, a video game producer is responsible for overseeing the entire game development process from the initial concept phase to final release. Close quote. Fable is hiring a producer, Mag. Is that cause for concern? The the, the fans of Fable and then no. fans of Xbox are asking. What do you think is no, going on there? You know what? Producers can get hired, like even in Hollywood, producers can get hired within the last year of development of a film. So, it, like, they, they could be within two years of the game. You could say, like, let's say fall 2025, something like that. Okay, so let's say two years away. Uh, the problem is they announced the game too damn early. That was their problem. Uh, they shouldn't have shown it that early, especially when all you had was a concept <sighs> video of a fairy being eaten by a frog. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, you, they, but that, that, I think they had to because... They they had uh, they had games in the works and they had nothing to talk about. Um, I, I kind of forgive them for announcing early, but does that make me a bad person? Because I was I was excited, but now I have to hold that excitement no, for like, so long. Like like see that's the problem, and I've, I've complained about this before. Yeah, I know. You remember remember when uh, they bought Playground and it was like what twenty seventeen? Twenty eighteen or nineteen? Oh, okay, it might have been twenty eighteen. I think it was twenty eighteen. So. And Phil said they're using their expertise to build an open their expertise in the in open world design to build something new. But more on that later. Later has turned into five years, and I'm like, I'd like to know what Phil's metrics of time are when he says, uh, uh, "Honey, are you going to come watch the ball game with me?" Yeah, I'll be there later. Does later mean five years there too? I'm just I'm just joking around. But anyways, in all seriousness. It's just like, I'm just wondering, I'm like, that's a long time, five years. And we already, and everybody already knew that it was Fable. Well, everybody had already started. It was like the worst kept secret that Fable was going to be worked on. When, they, when he said that, everybody was already like, Fable, 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 Fable. That was mm -hmm. five years ago. 
five years, and then we got that trailer with the fairy being eaten by the, the frog. Listen, Rockstar, notorious, obviously, for taking forever to make their games. However, when they do show a trailer, it's always released within two years of showing that reveal trailer. Always. Even when Grand Theft Auto V got delayed by five or six or seven months, uh, it still was within the two-year window of the first teaser trailer of the game. Oh, the fact yeah. that they did a teaser trailer, that then they, they should have had the game... They they shouldn't have announced. They shouldn't have done the teaser trailer that early. Today they that, announced that, or not? They didn't announce. Somebody Idle Slot tweeted out that Xbox had released thirty seven of the fifty games that were promised in a twelve month window. Fortunately, a lot of those that didn't make it were Xbox's own internal games. But um, it's just weird that like Ravenlock and Benedict Flocks and Planet of Lana as well, which is a side scrolling like puzzle based uh, game is they're just kind of coming in like just a yeah. little fanfare. Like they just drop them and, and that's part of that marketing. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like Xbox partners with these affordable games like Ravenlock and, and Benedict Fox and Planet of Lana and, you know, from, from Thunderful and these studios are really talented, but they're like, Oh, we won't put a lot of push and money behind them because you know, they're going to do okay. And I'm like, you know, get to give those studios what they what they need to make it better than okay, and and then put a lot of excitement around them. Um, Xbox shouldn't have to tiptoe, as it were. So we got the uh, doctor, the doctor, with a Canadian two dollars seventy nine cents. Thank you, buddy. One of one of Mag's friends. He says, "Happy birthday, Colt. Did you guys enjoy May the Fourth? See, was that what day was uh, that? The doctor, day before Secret of Mine." No, I didn't do yeah. anything special. Did you? Doctor, I saw I just saw the guy 48 hours ago. <laughs> the doctor is my cousin. He's my first cousin. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, he he literally was at my he literally spent the the, oh. the weekend at my house. And uh, yeah. So, no, we didn't I didn't do anything for May the 4th. I was busy working. I had all this other stuff and then I didn't You know what the irony is? is that I was wearing that day, and I didn't mean to. I swear I did not mean to. It was just the next shirt on the pile. Uh, I was wearing a Baby Yoda shirt, a Grogu Baby Yoda shirt that I bought at Disney World, like, whatever, in 2020. And uh-huh. uh, I just happened to be wearing it that day, and I made note of it when I was getting changed for bed. I looked over, I'm like, huh, I was wearing a Baby Yoda shirt today. And I'm like, all right, anyways, good night. That was it. Like, so I Yeah, I mean, that was the day that... And- that was the day the X-Cast interview with Phil dropped, so everybody was ah. talking about that. And yeah, Xbox yeah, yeah, was already yeah. reeling from all this stuff before. So um, it was – yeah. I mean, I live in a, in a place where there's a lot of great Mexican restaurants, and we tried to have uh, the next day for Cinco de Mayo, and, like, they didn't even – the one restaurant I wanted to go to, they wouldn't even answer their phone. They must have been so busy. So I remember Cinco de Mayo more than May the 4th this year. Uh, we got – gosh darn it. Davido Frito. Sorry, the, the the names are kind of in a light font. So Davido Frito, thank you so much for the $9 super. He says, if Xbox becomes the Dreamcast for us millennials and Zoomers, what would be the warning signs? This is a great question. It really seems like a studio leadership issue. Well, when he says Dreamcast for us, he means, will the console go away? No. Phil is already working on the new console. So there's at least one more console generation, probably two, before consoles kind of collectively go away. The other questions are, what would be the warning signs? Um, the warning signs would be if if Starfield is a 7 out of 10 and Forza gets delayed again and, and scores 
below an 85. Um, I know that, that these scores shouldn't mean a whole lot, but just the whole perception of Xbox took all this time, made all these investments, and the games aren't very great. I think that would be a real problem. But the other issue is that we all look at it that way, right, Mag? But Satya and Phil look at it like, we need to make great games and bring people in, have them buying the games, have the ecosystem where they want to buy all their games and uh, have Game Pass build up and they're still making money. I mean, even though their numbers compared to PlayStation look really, really bad, their metrics outside of the console are doing a lot of big money, especially Game Pass, which is making $3 billion a year. And that's, that's, that's their revenue. So their profit from that is probably pretty decent. So uh, thank you for that, uh, DeVito Frito. Great name. Spartan661, thank you so much for the Fizes. Happy birthday, Colt. Both you and Mag are awesome. Mag, I think you're, you're awesome, awesome, bro. Spartan. You're, you're breathtaking. Awesome, yeah, you're breathtaking. <laughs> and Spartan661, you're awesome too, buddy. Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and Grandpa's Barbecue at GameCat with the Australian <laughs> too. That sounds what a awesome. Great name. I need to get. I need to get out there. Happy birthday, Colt. He says thank you so much. Um, we are way overdue to pick this winner, but uh, I'm just going to. I think I'm just ready. We. Um, I don't know if you're in the chat. Let me look. I, I'm trying to do this. Red Wolf is in the chat. He says 121 days until Starfield. That was a while ago. Uh, if he was here, he'd be like, oh my gosh, so hot on her. Red Wolf, you won the free game. I want you to message me. I want you to email me and say, hi, my name is Red Wolf. Um, you said I won a game. And then we'll have a conversation about which one you pick. And then I will send the key to you on... Uh, <laughs> he goes, OMGs at me. Uh, yeah, I will send you... you I'll, I'll buy you, the game and then and send you the key so you can punch that in. And um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of games coming out, so yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Red Bull's also uh, he's also a channel member, and uh, so the, we is. got a lot of good stuff. Um, we were going to talk about the showcase and what they're going to set for expectations, but we are over time, and you guys have been really good. Thank you so much for supporting Mag and I on the show. Mag, you're Canadian. It's super yes. late. It's ten o'clock for you. Oh um, yeah. I'm going to go out to dinner with my family. Uh, for my birthday and and have a cold Dr Pepper or a Mountain Dew or whatever something. But uh, Mag, uh, yes, tell people where they can find you, where they can follow you, and where they can stalk you. Go ahead. Well, uh, stalk me. <laughs> well, you know, join the club. Anyways, uh, there's a long list. It was a wonderful show tonight, um, guys. Uh, chat, you guys are amazing. You guys are hilarious. Actually, there's one more super chat there for you, Colt. It's uh, from world renowned Geo Hound. Did you see it uh, there? Let me go to it. Yeah, hold on. World, world, I like that name. Hold on, let me see here. Look at my little eyes. There it is. Um, we, we're actually, let's give away a second one. Uh, I don't know where Dex. I want you to to message me. I need to make sure uh, that I can get a hold of you. Where are you at in the chat, Dex? Can you write something? There you are. There you are. Hold on. I am going to go to your channel, and I wonder if I can message you here. You can't usually do that. Do you have an email? Darn it, you don't have an email on there. Dex, can you do me a favor? I'm going to leave this tab open. Can you add an email to your account settings on YouTube uh, that you're comfortable with, and then I will contact you there. Uh, thank you so much. Let me read this. Yes, uh, Dex. World-renowned GeoHound says, I've been critical of you guys lately, but happy birthday. 
Uh, of us? I mean, we didn't make the games. We didn't make Redfall crap. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, thank you, you for keeping watch us. Yourself. <laughs> thank you for keeping us on straight and narrow. Like I've learned a lot of lessons lately, and I I really was super excited about Redfall, and I was really all the stuff up leading up to. I was pretty excited about, and then um, yeah, they, they you know it's unfortunate. So lessons learned, but um, I'm still enjoying the game. I still like it, so I'm partially okay, I suppose. Uh, Meg, I really appreciate you, bro. It's super yes. late. Um, yes. I am going to be working on probably this week, a big video about the showcase and what to expect. We've been hearing things behind the scenes, some stuff I haven't been able to talk about yet. So I will be putting that together. I'll be showing as much as I can say, so it can be great. So you can see it. You can get a feel for it. And uh, thank you so much, guys. We are going to get out of here. Uh, who was it? Dex, make sure you find a way to get your email on there and I will, I will get a hold of you. We're going to get out of here and have a have a great rest of the week, guys. Uh, and all that stuff. I never know how to end these things, but bye. <laughs>